Other podcasts always claim to be the greatest of all time. Our podcast is the greatest ever. You'll never find another one better than this podcast because it is the podcast. We just want to provide you with great entertainment. Well, it's that. We also have this sweet dragon dagger. Beat that. GMH Studios. It's what you want. everyone and welcome to another edition of the power rangers go podcast right here exclusively on tmb studios i am your host caleb stovall and i am so excited for this episode today because we are going to cover a very special five-part series within the mighty Morphin power rangers season and to help me do this i gotta bring him in he is the ace of the morphing grid he is mr quentin ficklin ace what's going on my man what's going on bud how you been been good man you know we talked about going down memory lane and stuff like that when we started this whole podcast well this really went down memory lane this is one (laughs) of the best things to ever happen to the power rangers would you agree oh without a doubt right and I, I am so excited to cover this. And since it's a special five-part series, we also needed a very special guest to come on in for this one. So please welcome Mr. James Caleb Kitchens. James, what's going on? Man, I am so happy to be here. From the moment that you guys told me you were going to do this podcast, you know, I immediately was like, I want to come on for the Green Ranger arc. So here we are. We made it. I'm here. I'm excited. Awesome, awesome. Well, we're excited to have you on here. And let's not waste any more time, gentlemen. Let's get into it. It is called Green with Evil. And uh, it, it, it comes in part of this uh, season. And we start off uh, the, the, the series, we should say. We start off the series with a little karate competition uh, going on. And, you know, me and Ace have talked about this before, Jace, but I wanted to get your opinion on this. You know, people don't realize at one point that martial arts or karate was very popular back in the 90s, was it not? It was, absolutely. You know, everybody really, like, was really into martial arts. I mean, you had a lot of, like, the Jackie Chan movies and things like that. I mean, you had, like, Walker, Texas Ranger on TV. I mean, a lot of people were really into it. I mean, it was a a really mainstream, you know, concept for many years there. Right, because here was the thing, when I saw the opening of this, and, and we've seen, you know, kind of how karate is displayed all throughout the Power Rangers, some people might look at it and go, well, that wasn't popular in high school when I was going to high school. But remember, this is the 90s, and in the 90s, like you said, there were a lot of Jackie Chan movies, there were a lot of the Jet Lee movies that crossed over to the United States, and people saw those. And karate just kind of took off on a whole new level. And uh, speaking of a whole new level, this is when the Power Rangers goes from popular to just a global phenomenon in an instance. Uh, Would you agree, Ace? Yeah. And uh, as we're going to get into that happens, I think, for multiple reasons. I mean, so clearly we we know why the main reason is we get introduced to a new character who becomes a fan favorite. But. Also, this is like the first instance of continuity within the show 
other than this, the only other continuity that we've seen has basically been episode one, they become the Power Rangers, and then they fight Rita every episode. But now, you have to watch these episodes in a specific order to understand what's happening, and it just made the story that much more epic. Yeah, and, and, and here was the thing, too, right? So, when, when we had this season... And, and the Power Rangers uh, first started and everything, um, you know, it, it started off really popular. Everyone really liked it, uh, as we were saying. And then, you know, this th- this new green character comes in and it just it took it to a whole new level for fans. And yeah, it, it was it was a story that we could follow. And we and, you know, we've been talking so much. We've had a bunch of filler episodes up to this point. And I think that with this one, they just said, you know what? Let's not worry about a kid theme. Let's not worry about filler episodes. Let's create a badass story within uh, this universe. James, what what do you think of it? Man, to be honest, I mean, this may be like a lot of our generation. This is probably our introduction to serialized television. Because you look at it, most kids shows are like these kind of, you know, procedurals. You know, it's it's the same thing, you know, every week. It's just like with, you know, the previous episodes of Power Rangers. Most every episode is we get introduced to the bad guy. Power Rangers fight some putties. They fight the bad guy on the ground. The bad guy grows up. They fight him in the Megazord. They win, you know, the end, next episode. And, and you know, the the variation in the the villain of the day because this show used to come on five times a week uh is uh you know that's that's crazy to think of now with the you know production that goes into making it like a tv show today but i mean you know that this used to just kind of be that and then as you said these episodes um really brought us into the serialized nature of what the show could be and i i think that I've been kind of hooked on it ever since then. Yeah, I, I think that's how a lot of people felt, especially when, uh, when this was released. I remember watching this as a child and seeing the different episodes come out and was just on, you know, pins and needles, basically, wanting to get home from school uh, every day, trying to figure out what was going to happen. And especially since, basically, this was a week-long series which, which is insane to think about that you have a series within a season, right? Yeah, I mean, I think this aired like a Monday through Friday type thing. So I think they aired the first episode on Monday, second on Tuesday, so on and so forth. So, I mean, for, for a solid week, they really like just rocked our childhoods. <laughs> yes, they did. Yeah, th- This was the first instance that I can remember that I had anxiety as a kid. Because this just fucked me up in so many ways. Like, whoa, wait a minute. This is not how the formula works. Like, it's supposed to be the Power Rangers find the bad guy. And like you said earlier, uh, James, like, they find the bad guy and they, they beat the shit out of the putties. And then they get into the Megazord and then they kick ass some more. And we call it a day. They broke port- uh, protocol for the first time. And that really messed with me. This is the yeah. source of all of it. I'll, I'll yeah. tell my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I do remember this though uh, as a child, and 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 it was it was so well done uh, from start to finish, and and like I said, we're gonna get into it, 
right now. We start off with the big karate competition where we see our heroes, the Power Rangers. And it, Jason is going to be in this martial arts exhibition matchup. And he is fighting against, as we introduce what is soon to be, I think it's arguable. I, I don't think it's even an argument at this point. The greatest Power Ranger of all time, Tommy. And we see him right off the bat. And he already looks like he's going to be big competition. And you can already tell that there's something about it just before, you know, you even see Rita even looking at him, right? Yeah, and she she's checking him out. And, you know, she, she has like a nefarious plan, which I can't wait to get into. Uh, yeah. But it's like seeing seeing Tommy for the first time as a kid, I remember just thinking, who does this guy think he is? Like, you, th- you think you can beat Jason? That's the Red Ranger. Get out of here. <laughs> James, what do you think? I mean, this might be a little over analysis, right? So bear with me here. But, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the storyline trope and what they could have gone with and what they didn't go with, and I was very happy about this, uh, is, you know, the, the kind of the trope would be to have Tommy lose here. And then, you know, he's jealous about it. And so that's why he turns evil. But they didn't mm-hmm. go that route. Um, you know, it, it wasn't this whole like, oh, I have to I have to get this power so that I can, you know, be, you know, as good as Jason or better than Jason or whatever. They, they could have gone that route, but instead they had to go to a draw. And what that did instead is it immediately let us know we've been watching, you know, se- I think 17 straight episodes of Jason like kicking ass here. And like suddenly, like there's this guy who is you know evenly matched with him, and and doing all these Im- impressive moves. So I mean, it was a great way to introduce Tommy Oliver to what would become decades of the Power Rangers universe. Yeah, and and I think it's uh, it's not only that, but I think it's also a smart strategy to not you know go that route as well because. What they want to introduce right off the bat is that, hey, this this guy is tough and he just took Jason to his limit, but he is he's a good, kind hearted being. He, he's he's just like the Power Rangers, basically, like you can already tell that he has, uh, I guess, the Power Rangers attributes inside of him. And so they want to make it known that, like, no, 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 this guy's this guy's good right now. And then, of course, everything, you know, will go to shit in just a little bit. But that's a different story. But I think I think they really wanted to introduce him right off the bat like that so that, you know, audiences wouldn't hate him right off the bat. Right. Yeah, that makes sense, too, to kind of draw him up as more of a sympathetic character when he gets taken a hold of. And that does kind of paint a parallel or it, it, it makes it a little harder, especially as a kid, to really figure out what you want uh, the power range to do with him because now you have the situation that isn't so binary. It's not so black and white anymore. It's not like he's just a bad guy that needs to be beat up and put down and then move on. Like, this is something more complex. And it shows, too, that he has that good sportsmanship of, like, you know, because Jason you know, walked up to him and said, hey, great match, man. You really had me going. And even Tommy was like, yeah, you you the same. And I think that also helps narrate the fact of like, yes, he's going to be able to, you know, take the Power Rangers pretty good, but he also is going to struggle against them as well. And so that kind of balances it out as, as we move along 
in the story and stuff like that. And uh, speaking as we move along uh, in the story, one of the things we remember as uh, as child was probably this as well was the ever growing saga between Kimberly and Tommy, and it begins right here when she takes one look at him and stuff like that. And she's immediately in love with him. Guys, do you remember this as a kid as well? Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, I'm sure you guys have touched on this extensively, but, you know, Kimberly was like the first like crush for a lot of, you know, males Mm -hmm. and and some females, uh, you know, (laughs) of our generation. And uh, yeah, I mean, even when she walks up here, I'm just like, man, like she is like, she's just still smoking hot. I mean, she just, she just is. Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, when this, when she walked up, you know, and it's just like, uh, yeah, she's got that dreamy, you know, look in her eyes or whatever. Uh, it was like, man, this is like the start of something, you know, really crazy here. And of course, you know, we get the, uh, typical, you know, bulk and skull humor where, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna teach Tommy a lesson here and they, they quickly (laughs) realize that they are not. Well, that's very true. And, and Ace, we've talked about this before, but I'm going to ask this question again to you. Uh, they go up to Kimberly and, they're in, you, you know, he's just like, hey, babe, you know, trying to talk to her and shit like that. And then Bulk says, oh, looks like someone looks like someone needs a little bit more or lesson or something. And he's saying it to her. Ace, what in the hell did they have planned? What do they ever have planned? Like, <laughs> I have I have no idea. Like, their their, their motives, I, I choose to not think deeply about their <laughs> motives. Because if I, if I think too deeply, I just go to a dark, dark place. And that's, <laughs> that's not where I want to be. I think yeah. they also made the choice to not think too deeply about really anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is very true. Uh, but anyways, so yeah, and then Tommy comes up to him and, and says, "Hey, did you hear the lady? She said no." And they're like, "Yes, let's let's try to teach him a lesson." And he just he doesn't even touch him. He just shows him their his karate moves, and then they're just like, "Yeah, we're gonna get the fuck out of here now." <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to have had that happen in high school because here's the thing. There would have been a principal that would have come up to me and be like, principal's office now. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you could not people do didn't, that in high school. People didn't randomly do karate in the hallway, like in your high school? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. People I mean, might you, have hardcore danced in the, in the high school, but not that. Did you really go to high school if people in your school didn't do karate moves in the hallway? You know, I've often thought that I should have gone to Angel Grove High because apparently there's only one hallway and then a juice bar. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, all of Angel Grove is actually in Area 51. Like, that's what I'm convinced <laughs> of. <laughs> that's the only way that any of this makes sense. <laughs> that, that does explain why the buildings can continuously get destroyed and rebuilt so quickly. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, like, if Angel Grove is this boring, like, one thing place, how come there's so many buildings when the Power Rangers fight around? <laughs> yeah. I, I would, now, that, now that we're talking about Angel Grove real quick, I, I, I got a question to, to throw at you guys. Uh, right. a, a little bit of a, a, a crossover, if you will. Who has the worst police force, Gotham City or Angel Grove? 
I, I would definitely say Angel Grove because I don't I don't even think they have a police force. You never see them doing anything. <laughs> no. No. You never see them doing anything. I would have to go with Angel Grove on that one because Gotham at least knows when to signal Batman. Right. <laughs> yeah, Commissioner Gordon can be like, fuck this, hit the signal. But like in Angel Grove, <laughs> it's like, oh man, like, <laughs> like people are getting like killed and destroyed. Uh, to hope someone shows up to help. Yeah, and the Power <laughs> Rangers have to find out about it on like the news. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, we continue along in the story and everything like that. And we see that Kimberly, you know, is uh, trying to flirt with Tommy. And I believe he's trying to flirt back as well. Like, he's definite. like, he walked up to her as well. So you can already tell that there's something brewing between the two of them and, and whatnot. And she invites him to go hang out with a couple of them at the juice bar, Ace. God damn it. It's always the juice bar. At the juice bar. <laughs> Nowhere else. Not to the movies. Not to a drive-in theater. Not to a restaurant. The fucking juice bar. <laughs> hey, to be fair, this place serves ice cream. They got juice. They got an arcade. And they got a gym. Like, what else do you need? <laughs> this is very true. I, I guess you're right. I guess if you look at the juice bar, like the local teenage Y center... Then maybe, <laughs> maybe it makes a little more sense. But it's like even still, like you, you guys don't hang out anywhere. Else. You guys barely go to school as it is. We, we <laughs> see you go to your lockers, and then we see you go to the juice bar. <laughs> that's that's very true. Like I have yet to see. I have only seen them one time throughout this season. Me and Ace have talked about this, Jay. We have only seen them one time. In a classroom, and that was for like a show and tell when they did fucking tickle sneezers. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, they just had to visit their lockers. Like maybe <laughs> the maybe the like power coins, you know, give them like super intelligence also, where like they don't even have to go to class. You know, they just like pop in and take the test real quick, and then put their stuff in their locker, and then go back to like fighting evil. Oh, so that's why they're teaching, like, martial arts classes and dance classes and stuff, because they're the only ones that can do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, it increases all your stats. It's not just, like, strength and dexterity. <laughs> it's intellect, maybe not wisdom. All right, we could argue that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, no, definitely not wisdom. We've talked almost ad nauseum about how if a monster in this show has a specific power that works on one ranger, every single other ranger would then proceed to try that exact same strategy and lose the exact same way. So <laughs> I don't think wisdom is, is one of their strong suits. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Cause apparently like in the, as we talked about in the first episode, the minute they put on the rangers outfits, they just knew what to do. That's true. <laughs> like, they, they, they instinctively know how to fight when they put on, the, especially Billy. That's the most surprising one. Right? He doesn't know. He, he can't do anything throughout, you know, the season. And then all of a sudden, he morphs into the Blue Ranger. He, he becomes a karate expert. It's like, what? <laughs> hey, man, it's that suit. It, it's, it, it is, uh, you know, it, it's got magical properties. It's, it's out there. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, we continue on in this, in this episode. 
and Rita is going to send the putty patrol to test Tommy out to make sure that this is the one that she wants to give the evergreen power coin. We have not heard anything about this, too, um, until this point, Ace. What did you think when you first heard about the green power coin? Man, so I was watching this, and I was like, hold up. She had this in the tuck the whole time? <laughs> Rita's been getting straight washed for 17 straight episodes, and now she's like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I should use this. But then I thought about it, too. So apparently, as, as you're going to talk about here shortly, there's an initiation process. And I'm like, maybe she sent the putties to test out some other people, and the putties just killed them. So she's like, nah, not yet. <laughs> So, like, and you know, immediately when she was like, I'll test him out by sending some putties, I was like, oh man, the bar is real high for this one. <laughs> <laughs> this, in like 10,000 years, this is the first person you could find that could beat five putties. All right. <laughs> well, you know, you know what they say you gotta find someone that can put him over. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the jobbers in. Right. Yep. That's exact. I called them jobbers too on the first episode because that's exactly what they are, I guess. But uh, so she sees him and she. Now, here's the thing though, gentlemen. So that basically says that she was a former Power Ranger herself. And that's really never mentioned in this show, is it? Not that no, I'm I don't think it is. I think like later on they kind of do some backstory and whatnot about the coins. Um, I'm pretty sure that uh, like she battled, I believe, like the Desert Guardian or something like that for it. Um, it is like the uh, is the backstory they kind of throw in there like way later in the show. Yeah, so it 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 just kind of comes out of left field. But you know, even as a child. You didn't really even care about the backstory of it. You were just like, what is going to happen? Something is about to happen now and stuff like that. So Tommy takes care of the putties and whatnot. And then Rita comes down to Earth and says, Tommy, I have chosen you to be my evil green ranger. And of course, you know, he, he doesn't want to do it, but he has no choice. She kidnaps him and then says the spell and gives him the coveted green power coin. So now the sixth power coin has been officially given to Tommy. At this point, right, so I, I don't want y'all to look at this as a now phase. I want y'all to think back to as y'all are children when y'all were watching this. What were you thinking at this point when this part happened? Ace, I'll start with you. I was thinking, why does he look so much cooler than the other ones right off the bat? <laughs> uh no i was like this is new this is different because correct me if i'm wrong caleb but i was like if they fight this guy this this would be like the first humanoid type person they fight i mean as a kid i didn't say humanoid because i didn't know that word existed but <laughs> i was I'm like this is like the first person like them that they're ever gonna fight and but you know even at the time as a kid i, I didn't i didn't stress about that part because I was like, there's still five Power Rangers and just one of this guy. So they got this. Yeah. It, you, I, you I was wrong, by the way. 
This is very true. James, what did you think? Well, so the the first thing, the, the thing that really, like, came to my mind here when she recruits him is I had just listened um, to, like, you guys, like, last episode, and uh, it, it made me think of the, the Madame Woe episode where she kidnaps the wrong person, and I was like, <laughs> well, at least this time Rita gave him, like, a breakdown of, like, who the Power Rangers are. <laughs> right. <laughs> So that so that he doesn't go out and just start like kicking the shit out of right. random civilians. Not that that would be like a big issue to her. No, it, it wouldn't. But yes, at least this time she she told him who the fuck they were. Because we even we even were just like, what is Madame Woe just the dumbest villain ever? Yeah, like Madame Woe, like you know, Rita got to learn how to count her losses because Madame Woe was not it. Yeah. <laughs> It's like I said earlier, like like Rita, she she uh, could have sent the putties after that, and then they would have killed that poor girl. And thankfully, <laughs> that didn't yes. happen. But man, yeah. So she's like, yes. "What what day is this episode coming out on? A Tuesday? Ah, oh, shit. Uh, uh, Madam Woe, <laughs> grab Madam Woe out of the stack." <laughs> <laughs> we've we've often joked about how she comes up with her plans on this show. But right now, a plan that she does have is coming together very nicely. She has given now the six power coin to Tommy, and he is completely under her control. How can I serve you, my empress? And so she tells him what to do, you know, take care of the Power Rangers, all of them. But first, she sends him to sneak into the command center. Now, a lot of people might be like, well, how did he get in there? Only those with a power coin can get in there. But as it is explained, he has a power coin, so he is able to get in undetected. And at this point, Ace, which I guess th- I guess this now answers our question, Ace. We've been asking it for 17 episodes straight. What the fuck do Zordon and Alpha do wh- when they're not, you know, helping the Power Rangers? This must be it. They're just recharging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alpha was. Yeah, they were taking naps. I said, I'll be damned. Like, they ain't here taking naps. I, th- I thought they'd be, like, coordinating, hmm, where Rita's next attack could be. No, th- these two are just sleeping. <laughs> they got caught blacking. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. And it's even funny, right? Because <laughs> Zordon just goes, would you please take this time to shut down so that I, so that I could get in a meditative state or something? <laughs> Well, for one, I mean, they do have to put up with five teenagers, soon to be six, on a regular basis. Yeah, it's true. So it doesn't, you know, they, they got to get their rest in. But, you know, it, when Zordon's like, hey, I'm about to go, uh, you know, into like a hibernative uh, state or whatever he says, you know, do you want to go ahead and shut down, Alpha? I was like, oh, what could go wrong here? Right. <laughs> you know, Zordon's going to sleep. Alpha's going to turn himself off. Uh, you know, place will be completely undefended. Oh, uh, yep. <laughs> And that's exactly what happens because the Green Ranger sneaks in and the first thing he does is implant a virus chip into Alpha's back. And so Alpha is messed up. And I believe he even pulls like a certain cord and I'm not sure what cord that was, but he just kind of goes like under his arm and pulls the cord out. So, you know, Alpha is in trouble. And then Zordon, you know, senses obviously that there's something wrong. And so... And so, you know, he looks at him and he goes, how did you get in here? And no one without a power coin can get in here. And he's like, I have the power coin. 
And he goes, so Rita has finally uh, chosen someone for it. So that obviously tells me that Zordon knew about this power coin and he just didn't know when Rita was going to use it or if she was going to use it. Amen. And didn't think to mention this shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Zordon knows a lot of shit that he just never tells anybody. He's like, oh, man, I see Rita. She finally found a use for that thing. Oh, man, this is unfortunate. <laughs> but I, I, I picture like this, like the only reason that Zordon woke up because it was like, Alpha, did you install Windows 95? And oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I mean, I loved, uh, I mean, we obviously got to talk about how he puts the virus into Alpha here <laughs> with the CD. Yeah. I, I lost my shit <laughs> when I saw that. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> well, I mean, number one, like, I mean, it's just not common to see a CD anymore for us, for for one. No. For two, like, why does Alpha have a CD port why? on his back <laughs> for somebody <laughs> to just randomly sneak up and throw, like, a virus in there? Hey, yeah. maybe it was there so that they could, you know, bump some music at him. <laughs> I mean, and also it's like... We know that Alpha Five is at least ten thousand years old, right? Like he's he's got to be somewhere in that in that in that range, at least some thousands of years old. Yeah, if that's the case, is like, how did you think to invent this kind of technology to have a CD ROM installed in you? But <laughs> it, it was yeah, there's just there's just some questions that are better left unanswered, I guess, <laughs> in this world. Because like the SpaceX. For one, not even science could figure that out <laughs> at this point. So the Green Ranger, though, is talking to Zordon. And, you know, Zordon is trying to be like, Tommy, I can help you. You know, you're under a evil spell. And, of course, Tommy is completely under Rita's control right now. So he's not having it. And he says, worry about yourself, old man. And he just rips up. The the morphing grid, or well, not the morphing grid, but he just rips up the command center, completely destroys everything, and Zordon, for the first time in this season, is gone. We have no idea what has happened. We have no idea what now is going to come of this. But right now, Zordon is gone. As childs, when y'all were watching this, I remember what I thought. I was like, oh, no, this is not good. What'd y'all think? I was like, this is, is this going to be a really long episode? Because the Power Rangers are going to have to beat the Green Ranger and restore Zordon all in the next 15 minutes. Uh, but <laughs> as we know, that was not the case. No, absolutely not. James, what'd you think? Yeah, I mean, this was the first time that we were faced with, you know, this sort of problem on the show with, you know, Zordon not being there. I mean, even from the from the very first episode, you know, Zordon is kind of the, you know, the kind of guiding force for the Rangers. So it was like, it, you know, it, to compare it to something else, uh, you know, that we all loved as a kid, this would have been like, you know, Master Splinter goes missing on the Ninja Turtles type situation you know this this was dire circumstances for us as, as kids yes absolutely mm -hmm. that's a great that's a great uh analogy there um and and so we continue on and rita now is about to you know execute another part of her plan which is to sing goldar down and she says the coveted magic wand make my goldar grow and so she grows him and everything and so 
uh, he is he has grown up now, and he's now trashing the world. And then we go to where the Power Rangers are, and Ace, what are they working on? The goddamn rat bug, of course. <laughs> Nothing other than. I told you it would come back, and it came back at the most pivotal time, didn't it? <laughs> Man, I had not watched this show in a very long time, and I had forgotten all about the rad bug, like 100% forgot about it. So when that, when that cropped up, I was like, my brain deleted this shit intentionally. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> It's Not to like, mention, I mean, they have that little dome or whatever on it, and it's literally right in front of, like, the driver's seat. So, like, you can't see out of the windshield as, as the driver of the thing. I guess it doesn't go backwards. It just goes straight. <laughs> this also supports my theory about this just being on... On like a, a government facility. Like, Angel Grove is not a real place. The fact that Billy, <laughs> this high school student, made this car that can not only fly, but travel at super fast speeds. And then, like, no one <laughs> no one says or cares anything about this. Like, oh, yeah, that's just Billy and his inventions. I'm like, yeah. he just, he, he made a, a flying VW. Like, <laughs> we need to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> This is very true. Like, I remember, I didn't even remember this either. And when I first saw this, I was like, did they even make a toy of this? Because they made a toy for literally everything Power Rangers. And I don't, for one, remember seeing this on a T-shirt, on a poster, or on an action figure. Like, there was no fucking rap bug. So. <laughs> you know, that that's going to be like our, our first uh, merch shirt then. We're going to make bring back the rat, bro, rat, uh, rat bug. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Along with the human chain. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, Lord. But, yes, they've got the rat bug. And, and so right now they're not using it. They're just polishing it up which i'm sitting there just like what the fuck are you polishing it for like there's no way you're gonna ride out in this thing or something like that <laughs> and and zach goes it's my special zach swax <laughs> man that i i popped for the zach swax <laughs> <laughs> zach was always one of my favorites too i love zach it, it was interesting for me to see him here like because uh, like um, like probably my favorite show of all time is The Shield, and he he he's a major character on that show. So it was mm -hmm. it was crazy to see him like you know as I remembered him from being a kid. Wow, really? So he was on uh, The Shield. Yeah, he's a, he's a major character on The Shield. He, I mean, you know, uh, stereotypical Hollywood nonsense. He he plays a drug dealer, but you know, it, it, <laughs> he is a, he is a major character on the show. Oh, wow. Well, that's awesome, because I was wondering uh, what he was doing nowadays and stuff like that. I saw randomly on Facebook, it had, it had nothing to do with the Power Rangers, but it had him in it. Like, it was a dance-off scene that he did, and I'm not sure if it was from a movie or a TV show he just was in, but I saw that and was just like, huh. And it wasn't too long I think right around the time he was still doing Power Rangers, they might, they probably were in like the third season or whatnot, but 
yeah so that's great i didn't realize he was still doing stuff after power rangers so that's that's really good uh that he got that opportunity and stuff like that and so you know kimberly and trini show up now and you know she's got the bum look on her face because tommy has stood her up because obviously he was kidnapped and taken (laughs) control by rita but that's a different story (laughs) so she so they're you know trying to figure out what's going on because uh they get a thing on their communicators and it's alpha and they can't understand him they have no idea what's going on and they can't teleport to the command center at this point because their communications are down because the command center is absolutely trashed at this point which they will come to find out so how are we going to get there, Ace? It's the only way to fly, right? I guess. Uh, if, if I were them, I would have said no. I'd, I'd rather walk to the command center than take the rat bug. <laughs> the thing really does look like it could just fall out of the sky. At any right. <laughs> well, it, it does. And you know what's the funniest, I think, was probably one of the most insulting things to Billy to say was, Hey, Billy, can this thing go any faster? <laughs> He's like, he could be like, bitch, this thing flies, and that's not impressive enough for you? <laughs> it's it's got to be able to do 400 miles per hour? <laughs> and, and, and I think they said what it was, like, in the episode that it was introduced and whatnot of how fast it could go, but I don't remember. Yeah, no, it was something ridiculous. Yeah, it was like 14,000 yeah. per <laughs> second or something like that. I was like, what? That's not even a real number. <laughs> kind of like 10,000 bench reps. Yeah, no, 10,010 bench press reps. Uh, oh, yes, yes. My bad, I was 10 off. <laughs> yeah. that, that, I'm still upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Anyway, so, but they get the rat bug, and then they get to the command center, and they see that it is absolutely total, so they're like, what is going on? And Alpha, you know, is still not fully functional, and so, and so it just takes them all but two seconds to figure out that there's a virus in here. Well, just take the CD out. <laughs> that was take great. Take the CD out. <laughs> so apparently this it part installed? blew my mind, 100%. <laughs> It's like, Billy, can you lend us your, like, technical expertise to fix Alpha? And he's like, oh, yeah, for sure. And he just pulls out the CD. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But so now Alpha uh, can communicate with the Rangers, except his memory has been scrambled and he doesn't remember what happened, which is, you know, I could I could accept that and stuff like that. So Goldar is is tramp or I'm sorry is rampaging I should say easy for me to say the city right now, and he's not really even rampaging the city. He's off in the mountains, just destroying the mountains like always. Because somehow we go from the city to the mountains. I've never <laughs> yeah. understood that, gentlemen. <laughs> you know that that's Angel Grove for you, man. I'm telling you, Angel Grove is just this weird amalgamation of so many different places and i mean thankfully we have the power rangers to preserve all of it (laughs) well i mean this is just like you know all the cities in dragon ball z like there is a (laughs) 
there is a vast open area with no population whatsoever, like <laughs> just like right around the corner, everywhere that you go. Yeah, that, that is true. Yes, yes, that's that's the perfect way to describe it, basically. And so, so they see on the viewing globe that, that Goldar is rampaging in the city, and so now it's time to go to work. So now the Power Rangers are going to work, and they go and they fight the Putty Patrol, which I love how they have to fight the Putty Patrol and then go to Goldar. But, hey, let's go take <laughs> care of Goldar right now. <laughs> like, let's not use the Megasword just to stomp the putties out of the way. <laughs> Can we just talk about how, like, you know, this was, like, our first kind of like th- this is our first like you know heads up that this was not going to be a typical like power rangers formula here because we started right off the rip with giant goldar yeah. you know it's yeah. like we're going straight to that like what is going on here and by the way goldar is probably my favorite power rangers villain of all time because he's just like he's like the star scream of power rangers like this dude survives through pretty much everything <laughs> that's true no, yeah, Go, Godar is dope. Go, go ahead, Ace. I was gonna say Go, Godar is amazing. Like I, I think for for me, it's it's a toss up between Godar and Ivan Ooze, but for all the wrong reasons. Uh, yes, and, and we will talk about Ivan Ooze uh, on another episode. That will <laughs> still be to come, but that's definitely one of my favorite villains. But yes, Goldar was al- always Rita's number one henchman. She could always send him to do stuff. And everything like that. And he always fared well against the Rangers. He always gave them problems. It didn't matter what form that he was in. He always gave them problems. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. I mean, he and they even discussed it uh, in, in one of these episodes. They give the disclaimer that he is like Rita's most powerful monster. And that is very true. Well, I mean, I guess if you're comparing him to like Fenster and Babu and Squad, then yeah, it's just very apparent. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if you compare him to like some of the other monsters, then it becomes uh, something special to see that he's even more powerful than most of them. Right. And we see that in this episode, obviously, as well. And so they call forth the Megazord and, and we get the Megazord fight with Goldar. And he's given them some problems. It's kind of an even back and forth battle right now. And here's how I knew that that this episode was definitely going to be different as a child was when the Megazord formed or at any time during the fight, we did not hear the Power Rangers theme. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, you know, I, I think at that point, that just would have been uh, cruel if they did that to us as children, because... <laughs> At, at that point, the Power Rangers themes programmed us to get hype and to get excited for the big finale, for the finish. And uh, it would have been cruel if they gave us that theme song and then just continued to see the Power Rangers lose. Like, that would not have been good. Yes, absolutely. James, what do you think? Well, you know, in any medium, like, music is always so important to me uh, as far as, you know, setting the tone and, and the mood and everything for uh, for what's going on on the screen. Um, I, I guess my role here today is going to be to make references because, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and Ace, pro- you probably know exactly what mm-hmm. reference I'm going to make here. I do. Um, in uh, in uh, Avengers and in Infinity War, uh, you know, we have that Avengers theme that is, you know, 
everybody now, you know, gets so hyped for. And uh, in, in Avengers Infinity War, as we know, the Avengers get their asses kicked for like most of the movie. And the theme is very rarely used in that movie. And I kind of mm-hmm. wonder if the Russo brothers, you know, maybe, maybe they're, you know, this episode could have even been, you know, what put that idea in their heads. Yeah, that that's a very good point. Cause uh, you know, and I'm, we're kind of talking about Marvel now at this point, but it, you know, in Endgame, that theme song did not play fully until Captain America said Avengers assemble. And it was probably one of the greatest scenes, maybe the greatest scene I've ever seen in a movie shot. Like I just, I, I've never seen it so well done. Have you? Yeah, no. And I, I do just want to also say that I, wholeheartedly agree with James on this because music is extremely important and mm-hmm. you look back at Mighty Morphin and every time you think about some of your fond memories of it it's going to be hard to think about it without any of the amazing theme songs that come with it whether it's the the main theme song the the Go Go Power Rangers or whether it's the the Green Ranger theme song we get later on I mean mm-hmm. there <laughs> They they all none of them have like more than six words in the song, but that doesn't matter. They're all <laughs> still so hype, and like the just the emotion that they elicit from you is outstanding. Yeah, and and like we said, like whenever you heard that theme song being played while they were fighting, you knew it was like, oh shit, they're about to do it, they're about to do it, it's finally about to happen. But we didn't get that right here, right off the bat. So we knew something was up when we were watching this. And so, Green Ranger, how how badass of a way do you introduce him to the Power Rangers? Well, let's have him jump up on the Megazord, bust into the Megazord, and then punch the living shit out of Trini. <laughs> so, I mean, they went all in on this. Like, so, you know, the, you know, they call the Megazord in. They pull out the power sword, which is, I mean, right to the big guns here. Anytime we've ever seen this before, Megazord with the power sword means whoever's on the other side of this is about to get <laughs> rocked, right? Right. And then Tommy just shows up and he's like, nah, fuck this. He kicks him out and then he hits him with this fucking like green Kamehameha of energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, I was like, what the fuck? Fuck! If, if I were the Power Rangers, I'd have been like, I think that maybe we 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 made a mistake here, because I can't do that. Can any of y'all do that? Oh, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. And and, and it, it was interesting because you know some people might say, well, well they looked weak in that moment. Well, it was just because they got caught off guard. They weren't expecting someone to just break into their Zord like that, and he just he threw them out of their Zord, and so he proceeds to fight them down there on the thing and he's taking care of all of them and then jason oh my god this was one of the most badass things i've ever seen in my life he go jason looks at him and goes goes you think you're so tough take me on tommy goes with pleasure and just throws his dagger straight at him (laughs) just (laughs) just with pleasure It was the most badass thing I've ever seen. What do you guys think of this? Because this was awesome. I, I don't know what the hell they're going to do now. I mean, that's what was going through my head as a kid. Yeah. And even when I rewatched it a minute ago. Yeah. You know? <laughs> For me, just, it was... Go ahead, Ace. Just... Because, I, I, like, I always think about, like, how awful that could have been, like... 
I think that Jason is lucky that the the worst thing that happened was he got a, a severely bruised ego and probably like a cracked sternum. But at the same time, it's, it's also great that the suit allows them to bleed sparks because had that thing impaled him, that would have been the end of the Red Ranger. <laughs> like, right I there. know. <laughs> I know. And, and you got to credit not the American footage, but you got to credit the Super Sentai footage for making that so badass. Because that was the original Super Sentai footage that was shot that they clearly used right there. And man, those guys could not have done that any better, could they not? That was excellent. It I just mean, was... Go I, ahead. I do want to say this, though. Like, just to... Just so, like the people listening can get an idea of the the scope or, or the magnitude of this moment, just imagine that you're riding down the road because somebody who you really don't like has called you out, and you're like, you know, I'm I'm about to go handle this. So you're driving your car down the road, and then you see this person run up and Grand Theft Auto style snatch you out of your own vehicle, and then <laughs> proceed to beat the sh- the living shit out of you. That's the equivalent. <laughs> Of what happens here, like the level of disrespect is is unmatched. <laughs> it shows that he is is truly under Rita's control and that he is truly evil. But it also shows you that hey, you know, because you know what's going to happen as a kid. I don't think I'm spoiling anything for anyone, but you know what's going to happen. You know that somehow they're going to come out of this, but you don't know when and you don't know how. But as we're getting more introduced to Tommy, I think like they also make him so badass because because it's just like, well, as a kid, we're going to like this guy when he finally turns good and joins with the Rangers because that's what we wanted to see, you know. I remember as a child, I was like, no, I don't want to see him fighting with the Rangers. I want to, or I, I don't want to see him fighting against the Rangers. I want to see him fighting with the Rangers and stuff like that. And we know that's going to come. But I think just, you know, as we go along, they just, they make him so badass so that like when he does turn good, you're just like, yes, Tommy. All right. Finally, you know, kind of thing. Would you agree, James? I mean, I think we all loved, like, from the moment he first, like, put on the costume and he's got the cool-ass, like, shield or whatever on the, the on the costume that the other Rangers don't have. I mean, the Green Ranger costume was just so badass and iconic, so we always loved it. But I think as a kid, I mean, now watching it, you're like, okay, yeah, of course, like, the good guys are going to come through, blah, blah, blah. But I don't, I think as a child, I don't think I, I, you know, I wasn't yet to that point where I just, like, knew that they were going to come through. I was like are they going to die? Like, you know, that was how I was thinking about it as a kid watching this. I mean, they had me here. Like, I mean, it's like you said earlier, Ace, with the, this was like the start for like anxiety as a whole, you know, it's just like, man, these guys are, I mean, they're, they're getting their shit rocked, you know? And, and, and I was worried about it as a kid. Yeah. And, and, and I do remember being worried as well, but I think like, you know, as you go along, you kind of realize like like okay th- these guys got to turn him good and he's got to become a power ranger at some point but you really didn't know you know this is like you said this is kind of the first time a children's tv show or a kids tv show whatever you want to call it you know has taken this kind of you know story we we've never really seen this in, in kids stories and everything like that and so you know the rangers they finally are introduced to it but everything like that he's he's 
beating them up and stuff like that because they're caught off guard. They don't know what to do at this point. They're just like, whoa, what just happened kind of thing. Is and they pro- and they probably don't know if this guy is human, if this guy, you know, is is one of Rita's monsters as well. Like, you know, there's probably a million things that's going through their head and they go back to the command center and they're like, Alpha, have you located Zordon yet? He's like, no. And they're like, well, hurry, because we need some answers. We need to know what just happened. A guy in a green costume just attacked us, busted into our Zords, and then, you know, we had to fight him and stuff like that. And Alpha's just like, I'm sorry, Rangers. I don't remember anything. And we see that he is still got some problems uh, still lurking within him because of the virus that was put into him. And so now he's down again. And they see the Green Ranger up on the viewing globe. And he's like, to the fall of the Power Rangers and stuff like that. And that's how we ended this episode. This is the first time out of 17 episodes straight where we are left wondering what is going to happen to our heroes. At this point, gentlemen, when y'all were watching this as, as, as a kid or whatnot, you know, what were y'all thinking at this point? Because I like I was just like, wait a minute, that's the end of the episode? No, there's got to be more to it, right? No, it had the exact same thought process, which was, I can't believe this just happened, and I can't believe that this really cool-looking evil ranger just beat up my good guys, and and it's not over. Like, th- th- there's more to come, and I don't know what's going to happen, and I've never seen something like this before. I probably leapt up off my couch just kind of like, what is going I mean, what do you mean that's it? I got to wait for tomorrow. I mean, what, you know, I was probably the next 24 hours was probably very stressful for me. Mm-hmm. I know like, cause I do remember when this came out as, and, and I'm not sure what, what made it, uh, what made me remember this specifically, but I remember I was in kindergarten. I think I was either in kindergarten or first grade, one of the two, but I would, I just come home and I was like, and I was just, and I saw this episode, and then all throughout the day, the next day, I was just like, I've got to get home. I want to know what's going on. I want to know what's happening to the Power Rangers. It was, it's again that moment where the Power Rangers just took it to another level. The show was already popular. The show was already good. But then this right here just was just like, whoa, what just happened? And it made everyone tune in for it. And that is the very first episode in the first part, or the the first part, I should say, in Green with Evil. Gentlemen, I don't think that there could have been a more perfect way to introduce a character that would soon become the biggest Power Ranger of all time. Would you you guys agree? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, we, in that first episode... I mean, the pacing is insane if you think about it. Like, we get so much stuff in that first episode. Like, we get introduced to Tommy. He becomes a Green Ranger. Goldar wrecks the city. He, you know, the Megazord gets called. He kicks the shit out of the Rangers. I mean, he wrecks the command center. I mean, we just get hit with so much in, in 20 minutes of time. I mean, it's 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 crazy the amount of stuff that's in that first episode. But, yeah, I mean... I don't know that you could have asked for a better intro, especially at this point in time. 
And I think too, you know, uh, before before you go, Ace, I think too, you know, we talked about it in the first episode, Ace, where, you know, I thought that like the way that the Rangers morphed so quickly, like everything just happened really quickly. With this one, you know, it didn't happen so quickly. It it, it took its time, kind of thing. W- would you agree? Uh, I would say that it took its time in the terms of the story unfolding, but right. in terms of events happening, it, it was very, very fast paced, which I think True. really works. Uh, I, I think that that works to its benefit. And, you know, we, we have a five episode block that we get to see these things unfold. And, you know, I, I look back at it now and I'm like, man, I, I'm with you guys. Like, I couldn't wait to see what happened the next day, but... Could you imagine if it was like television today and you had to wait a whole week to get a new episode? <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. It, it, it would be that would be just that would just not be fair, because I remember <laughs> like like when I was watching True Blood or, you know, or better yet, a better example, you know, especially for James Game of Thrones. You know, you had to wait mm-hmm. a whole week for Game of Thrones to happen. And you were just like, oh, my God. This is just, I can't wait any longer. So imagine, like, children just being like, wait, we got to wait a whole week? I don't want to see the replay of this. Right. <laughs> yeah, speaking of, speaking of my therapist, uh, now that you mentioned Game of Thrones, I need to schedule a session. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean... I is mean, that for I, the final I, season? <laughs> yeah, well, really, really all of it now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the... you. you in TV today, this would have been the end of the first season. They would have yeah. ended the season on this. We would have had to wait a year. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. I didn't even think about that. That would have been even worse. <laughs> yeah, this would have been like the finale, and it would have been like coming, you know, you know, they would have left you on this for a whole year cliffhanger. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, you mentioned anxiety, and all I can think of right now it's just that frigging Chris Calico Tech Nine song. Anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not going to make you wait too long for the next part, ladies and gentlemen, because we're going to talk about it. But we're going to take a brief commercial break here uh, and just get a word from TMB Studios. It's the Power Rangers Go podcast. We're continuing our discussion of Green with Evil when we come back, part two. Right now, though, a word from TMB Studios. You know, I know it's supposed to be your turn to start talking about this. We got to do this commercial for now. I know we got to do the commercial. You're the one that said that you were going to do the commercial for the podcast. No, no, you said you were going to do the commercial. No, you're the one that said that you have the face for radio. Oh, yeah, well, that ain't what your dad said, because your dad said that you have the voice, the, the face that only a dog would love. Oh, that's just brilliant. Yeah, well, you know... Who cares who does it? Somebody's got to tell them that 90s nostalgia is airing on TMB. That somebody's got to let them yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. Somebody's got to let them know. You I mean, seriously. Let them know. You don't even no. talk on the shows. Talk on the freaking radio. Why aren't you talking? Because all, all you have to do is say 90s nostalgia. nostalgia. Catch it exclusively on TMB Studios. We are back here on the Power Rangers Go podcast right here exclusively on TNB Studios. And again, I am here as always with the ace of the Morphin Grid, Mr. Quentin Ficklin, and our very special guest for this 
episode, Mr. James Caleb Kitchens. Well, gentlemen, we talked about the first part to the Green with Evil saga that is within this season of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And so now we continue along and we open up the second part in the command center with Alpha being worked on by Billy and Treaty to try and figure out what's going on and everything, how they could get him working, how they could get Sword Arm working and whatnot. And gentlemen, here's my question uh, for you. James, I'm going to start with you. How the fuck does Billy know what to do to fix Alpha? I mean, can we start off talking about this crazy ass tool that he's got <laughs> where, where he's got like a fusion reactor wrench or some shit when, and he's just like, I, I mean, it's like, I'm just going to run this over him a few times and see if that works, I guess. Um, I mean, he knows how to design a flying car. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I guess he knows how to work on an ancient robot. I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> maybe he added, maybe he's been working on Alpha. Maybe he's the one that added the CD-ROM uh, drive to him. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> God damn. That's just too good. Oh, uh, but anyways, but they finally get him. They, they get him working and everything like that. And I, I love his reaction. Sit them trying to operate. He, he's like, dude. Dudettes, and that's how they know that he's good. <laughs> Gotta love the 90s. I know, right? And anyways, so so we continue along, and Jason's like, well, we got Alpha back, but now we need to get Zord on. And so morale is just down right now for the Power Rangers. You can tell they're just, they have no idea what to do at this point. And so... We see now, we go up to the Moon Palace with, uh, with Rita, and they tell her, give the Sword of Darkness to Tommy, and he will be under your control forever. And the Sword of Darkness, as we see, was, and it was interesting, Ace, because they used the exact same footage that the they used same for footage. the Nasty Night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exact same. They didn't try to... They didn't try to docker it or anything. They just used the same exact footage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I did notice that. Just saving, and that was the first thing I noticed when I saw it. I was just like, that's the nasty night. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but apparently this sword was a gift to Rita, so she's going to use it to control Tommy. But for now, she's going to let her plan, you know, kind of wait for a little bit. And I guess to keep off suspicion, or suspicion, I should say, not suspension, suspicion, Tommy is sent back to Earth, where she tells him, you will wait here for now, and do not tell anyone that you are a Power Ranger, or, or don't tell anyone that you're the Green Ranger, I should say, not a Power Ranger, but the Green Ranger. And so, you know, he, he says, whatever you command, my Empress. And we see our two favorite duo, Bulk and Skull, walk up to him. And they're like, hey, it's time to teach you a lesson. And he just, he doesn't even do anything this time. He just glows his eyes, like his eyes get green. And, it, and it, he shoots them with his eyes in the foot, right? And they go into the trash can. And at this point, how did they not put, hey, 
That looked like something the Power Rangers would do or something. Like that. You know, that that is an excellent question. I also want to point out and give the show kudos for giving us like a, a slightly new location. You know, the, the back street where Tommy was last episode when he fought the putties. We're back here again. So right. that's something we don't see very often. And then there's even cars in the background. I'm like, oh, man, this feels different. This is <laughs> new place and everything. Like, 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 it actually feels like a real place now. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can we also, like, when he tossed them in the, into the dumpster or whatever, like with his mind, I was like, did he just like telekinetically like throw them in there like what what all powers do these power coins give people that are you know traditional five rangers do not know about <laughs> i don't be- know that's never actually explained like a lot of things so i'm not really sure but i and i guess it was just bulk of skull trying to get away from him kind of thing because they, they didn't know what he was capable of but then they saw and so he just, he walks away, and you can tell he's still under Rita's evil spell and everything like that. And so we go back to school, finally, a, a school scene again. <laughs> and we've got uh, Tommy just standing there at his locker room, and Kimberly walks up to him and goes, hey, you know, what happened? I, I, I thought we were supposed to meet. And he's like, something came up. And then he just proceeds to be a complete, how do I say this, dick to her. <laughs> oh, just, man. Like, just, you you don't treat my girl like that. I yeah, know. <laughs> I know. I was just like, oh, my God, Tommy. That's just, oh, that was wrong. And, and again, it's because he's under Rita's evil spell. But here's what I want to bring up, all right, before we continue on. Here's what I want to bring up. Should he instead have acted good to even further keep off suspicion from him? I mean, he does a terrible job at this <laughs> because Rita's like, don't let anybody know that you're the Green Ranger. He's like, cool. He shows up at school the next day. Who the fuck does this? He shows up wearing all completely green everything, green <laughs> pants, green shirt, all the same, like, shade of green as the costume, and then he just starts being a dick to everyone. Swag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, like, but I, I just thought of this. I was, like, I was like, instead of being a dick, he should have just acted normal and just ha- had pretended to be their friend, and he could have even further infiltrated them and stuff like that. Would you agree, Ace, or, or did you have a thought on that? No, I mean, that makes too much sense. And, and that's the problem, Stovall, is that it makes too much sense. <laughs> yeah. We can't make sense of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I guess they, they also figured there could be anything kind of going on wrong with him. But I also wonder, you know, uh, James mentioned the, the the color scheme of Tommy just a few seconds ago and about how he comes in dressed in all green. And... I, are the Power Rangers even aware of the fact that they wear their colors all the time? Because <laughs> if, if if they're not aware of that, then maybe they didn't notice Tommy wearing all green. But if they are, in fact, aware that they wear only their colors at all times, then they probably should have been able to put that together. 
maybe it's well. the subconscious thing. Maybe <laughs> maybe the maybe it's another attribute of the power coin. Maybe you know, maybe like Billy just opens up his closet every day and he's like, you know what, man? Uh let's see what looks good in here. He just has this massive wardrobe <laughs> and he's like, I'm gonna go with the blue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We've we've never been able to figure that out, I think, as long as the Power Rangers have lived. And here's the funny part, is that didn't just happen in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That happens in every single Power Rangers there ever has been. They just, they wear, they wear their colors, I guess. (laughs) Because we as children couldn't figure out who was who, right? (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, we continue on. And everything. And so, again, he's a complete dick to her and stuff like that. And so then Rita summons him to the beach where she wants to give him the sword of darkness. But first, another test with the putties because he didn't test himself the first time against those motherfuckers. (laughs) So, and he beats them up. And gentlemen, did you catch this? I never knew that this happened as a child. But he gives one of the putties a Hurricane Rana, or as anyone would like to call it, a Frankensteiner. He literally pulls that he, out. It, he it's did. technically, it's technically, and I wonder if maybe he got this from here. It's technically West Coast pop. That's <laughs> true. That's true. That it is be, true. It could uh, be either one. And uh, like, I, I, for a second, I was wondering, like, what is she going for? Because it looked like a flying tea bag. I was like, yo, what's the plan? The tyrannical teabagger, (laughs) Tommy. See, this is why, this is why parents complained that the show was too violent. You got, you got guys teabagging putty. (laughs) It's just a putty. But he literally gives him or her Karata West Coast pop or Frankenstein or whatever you want to call it. But I just I found that so funny. I was like, oh my god, I didn't realize that that actually happened. That's so great. Yeah. <laughs> it made it, it made it even better. But he beats up the putties and she gives him the sword of darkness. So now the Power Rangers are really in trouble because now there is no way to break. Uh, the spell, unless you destroy that sword, which of course they don't know yet because Zordon is the only one that knows its secret. And that is explained. Uh, it, even Finster says it to Rita that Zordon knows its weakness. And, and she's like, yes, but he's not here right now. So, you know, so now we're like, okay, what's really going to happen now? And then we've got Zach and Kimberly waiting on Jason to show up so that they can go to the command center in what ace? God damn the the fucking rad bug. <laughs> it's the only way to fly, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Which apparently Zach knows how to fly. Thank goodness. Oh my God. I and we'll get into that in just a minute. But while they're waiting, we see Jason looking for Tommy and Tommy comes down and, uh, you know, he tells him, hey, man, I'm sorry I can't work out. Something came up. How about a rain check? And he goes, sure, I understand. Does in really in a dickish way still. And then whew, zaps him to a different dimension, kidnaps Jason, basically, with the power of the power coin in his hand. 
and sends him to that that scene that uh, Jason is sent to that little dungeon or whatnot. I remember that vividly as a child. I don't remember yes. the fucking rat bug or anything like that, but I do remember this place. What'd you guys think when you saw this place? Yeah, it was the same for me. I mean, it, I remembered this 100% to a T. I could have, you know, like, like this image never faded from my mind, not one for one second. Uh, I immediately knew where he was and recognized the location. And that's because you don't want to fucking be here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think you hit the nail on the head with that one, James, because just like the both of you, I too vividly remember this place and that anxiety just coming back because as soon as I saw him get teleported to that dark dimension, I not only knew exactly what it was, but I knew what was going to come. And that was there will be no morphing for Jason for a little bit. Uh, and and that also kind of just reinstilled that uh, anxiety again. Uh, I did just also want to say, though, that before he got teleported in, when he approached Tommy, I thought for sure that he was going to be like, I heard you was talking shit to Kimberly, so what's up? But unfortunately, that was not the conversation we got, but still a good scene nonetheless. Well, and and I thought so, too, maybe. But if you really think about it, she had not told them that that had mm-hmm. happened yet. That yeah. wasn't that wasn't, you know, something that she was looking to tell them just yet or something like that. Like she even mentions that like Zach doesn't even find out about it until he's driving the rad bug, which we'll get into in just a minute. <laughs> but I do remember that dungeon place. And like you said, Ace, I remember that anxiety as a child that I felt because I was like, oh, crap, we're going to have to get I'm going to have to sit through this again. And I hate it. Like it's uh, even now watching it. I'm just like, oh, my God, this is so agonizing because like you said, Jason will not be able to morph. He can't teleport. He can't he can't communicate with anyone. He is trapped at this yeah. point. And Goldar has him and he has his power coin. So you're just like, oh, shit, this something's about to go down here now. So then we go back to Kimberly and Zach. And like you said, Zach just somehow knows how to fly the rat bug. I don't know if Billy gave him a manual that's inside of that (laughs) damn thing. I don't know what happened, but apparently he's the only one that knows how to fly that thing other than Billy. (laughs) (laughs) I just, there's some things that cannot be explained in this world. That is definitely one of them. But they're like, we can't wait on Jason anymore. Maybe he'll, you know, show up at the command center. Because they don't know something is wrong at this point, you know, kind of thing. So we go back to the command center where they're all waiting. And they're like, hey, I've got the viewing globe operational. I've got all of this operational. But it's, it's taking some time to still find Zordon. And then the Green Ranger shows up with the power sword ready to fight. And this right now, Ace, you know, we've talked about Rita's plans and how they're some of the most asinine plans. But this (laughs) one right now, Ace, this is coming together perfectly, is it not? I got to give Rita kudos. She she finally put together a really great plan. I mean, like she she looked at this from all angles. It's like she got an advisor to be like, okay, this is what you need to do. Because she was able to take out Zordon, who was like the information and the wisdom of the team. She was able to isolate one of them, the, the leader of the team away from them. I mean, she just, 
like all cylinders firing, man. She, this was a great plan, like no, no doubt. And and in her defense, when it comes to that, like like you might be thinking, well, why couldn't she take out Zordon, you know, a while ago? Well, because again, no one could get in to the command center without a power coin. Mm-hmm. So so there, so she could have sent down a monster. It wouldn't have mattered. Like like there's nothing she could do. But now she's finally hatched a very evil scheme that is working to perfection at this point. And so now the Power Rangers, they morph because they're like, we can't wait on Jason any longer. We, we, we're going to have to find out what happened to him in just a minute. Because, again, all of this is distraction. All of this is like, hey, let me have the Green Ranger take care of the four of them and Goldar could take care of the fifth one and not even have him morph and stuff like that. So the Green Ranger is is beating up the Power Rangers right now because his skills are unmatched by them at this point. I, I think that's safe to assume, right, James? Oh, they said fuck it and called the Zords in on him. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like, they they fought him for like just a few minutes and they were like, nah, bro, like we got our we got we got our shit handed to us when we had Jason here, and like now we don't. So they're like, you know what, man? Zach's just like. Fuck it, Mastodon. Like, yeah. he's, he's just going to step on him. He's like, this is dumb. Yeah, it's exactly what I thought. I was just like, oh, my God. They, just, they had to call the Zords just to put a dent on him, basically. And, and it worked enough because, it, you know, it, it scared. I wouldn't say scared him off, but it definitely made him retreat and stuff like that. So it was <laughs> it was all that they could do. But, I, you know, here was my thing. How are they able to form the Megazord without Jason? I was just going to say that. I wanted to ask y'all that because I was like, did I miss something? Like, how did, how did this happen? And, 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 you know, I, I love the Mastodon shield version of the uh, Megazord. Yeah. Like that is the shit. It's so rare that we get to see it. Yeah. Uh, And they, and they deflected his shit back at him. You know, he's like, don't, don't, don't shoot that beam at us. Uh, (laughs) Motherfucker, this is the Mega Mega Zord. And, uh, you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they just, they didn't even, it, it was like, it was like, you know, they were like, we're done with this guy. Mega Zord, don't know how they got the T-Rex. Maybe they have, like, a remote pager that they can call in the T-Rex. <laughs> I don't know. We've, we've seen that, not in this show, but I've seen on a number of occasions in Power Rangers uh, uh, after this. Where, where that has kind of been the case, where they're just able to remotely do something uh, with one of their Zords, I guess. I don't know. Like it's, And I guess that's what we're just supposed to believe here. But I'm with you. I, we rarely get to see the shields of the Mastodon uh, with the Megazord. And it was so because I remember the toy as a child. I don't know if you guys remember this, but remember you had the toy Megazord and then you had not only the power sword, but you also had the Mastodon shield with it. And it was just the most badass thing, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you still have these original Zords, like, in the boxes from the original series, I mean, they're worth an astronomical amount of money. Unfortunately, like, my shit got played with every day. Um, <laughs> every time one of these came out, it was like, that's what you had to have. My yes. parents probably spent a small fortune on Power Rangers toys. Same. Um, it was just yep. like, it was like, all right, a new season of the show. Oh, they got new Zords. I got to have the new Zords right now. 
Yep. Uh, and I mean, these were just—I mean, it was so cool the way that the, that you could transform them and everything. And uh, you know, this is uh, th- this is you know kind of the popularity of the show. You know, one of the reasons they were able to keep it on the air five days a week is because the the toy sales were making them tons of money, probably more money than the ad revenue on the show was making. Yeah. Oh, I, I would I would definitely agree with that because I even remember as a child. One of the things was, you know, if you do good in school or, or, or you do something good and everything like that, or you behave, we'll get you a Power Rangers toy. And you were and you were on your best behavior at that point. I was. Yep. I don't know how, but I am. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, fucking VR Troopers wasn't selling no damn toys. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what about Be- uh, Beetleborg? You know, Beetleborgs <laughs> sold some toys. I, I think I had the Beetleborgs toys. Yeah, they did sell, but they didn't sell nearly like the Power Rangers. And and yeah, like I, like you said, like when I had mine, there was no keeping it in the damn box. It was play with it every time you got home from school and stuff like that. I remember also show and tell too. Like they would allow you to bring in toys to show that they. Mine was always a Power Ranger. It was either Power Rangers or it was like one of the WCW figures I had back in the day. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to get too far off the market, but man, let me tell you, back in the day, WCW, I don't know who who their distrib- uh, distributor was, but they had way better toys than WWF, and that yes. made me upset. Yeah. Yes, that's true. I agree completely. And, and that's for a different, you know, podcast for me to talk on the Stovall Wrestling Network and everything. But this is Power Rangers Go. And we're coming to the end of this one. But before we do, we go back to where Goldar still has Jason and he's trying to fight him off. Now, here's where somewhat of this got ridiculous to me. OK, how thick is that fog? <laughs> Okay, so here's the thing that, that we learn in this episode. Goldar apparently has T-Rex vision. Okay, so if you don't move in a certain way, I don't think he can see you. <laughs> apparently, because <laughs> he could not see shit. He was stabbing, like, he was just stabbing random places. And I'm sitting there just like, wait a minute. How thick is this fog right now? Like. Like, this isn't even fog. It's a fucking smoke screen. <laughs> yeah. Like, if, apparently, if you stand still, Goldust is like, wait, the fuck did you go? <laughs> and, and I mean, you know, Jason, uh, you know, would be an expert on, like, a T-Rex, you know, so he would know this. <laughs> also, why this is Rita's fucking dungeon. I mean, obviously, there's, like, a fog switch somewhere. Or, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if, like, when you go on and, and you search on Amazon for, like, evil dungeons, I don't know if the fog is an optional add-on or if it just comes with it. <laughs> go I was like, God know. damn it, where, where'd he someone, go? But someone should have fucking, someone should have, someone should have turned it off, Farida, because apparently Goldar couldn't see shit. I mean, he was, like, he was just stabbing, and you see him barely miss Jason, which, by the way, you know, we haven't seen the Power Rangers go that dark with it, have we yet, Ace? No, no, not yet. I'm still waiting for it. Like, like I mean, they basically, you know, we're going to be like, hey, he's trying to impale this motherfucker. Like, right. 
I mean, the fog was was maybe just a, uh, you know, maybe it was like akin to like the gladiatorial games where like. You know, it, obviously this shit's really one-sided, so we got to give Jason, like, you know, a leg up here. You know, like Paul Heyman sitting in the back, like, who booked this shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it killed me, though. And, 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 excuse me, this may be in the beginning of the next episode, but it did kill me when he's right there next to Jason, stabs, misses him, and then just, like, oh, where is he? And then steps over him. Yeah. And then... <laughs> yes, it. Godar, fucking turn around. <laughs> well, well, that's basically how this episode ends of Green with Evil Part Two. Is Jason is still trapped in this dimension, fighting Goldar, and what are our heroes going to do, and everything like that. And uh, I know what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a quick commercial break, and we'll talk about part three of Green with Evil when we come back. It's the Power Rangers Go podcast exclusively here on TMB Studios. Can you feel that? Can you feel that? Chatter City. Ladies and gentlemen, Chatter City is wound up. We are back. We have been absolutely on fire and ready to lay down some heated, maybe some controversial, and really good statements. Now, Forbes is back. We'll get into it. Until then, thanks for tuning in. Take care. Please stay safe. And also, have a blessed rest of your day. Here on the Power Rangers Go podcast for part three of Dream with Evil is the ace of the Morphin Grid, Mr. Quentin Ficklin, and special guest James Caleb Kitchens uh, for this. And we're moving along here in part three of Dream with Evil. And we just mentioned it actually before the break that uh, Goldar is still stabbed. I feel like I feel like I want to sing the Ice Nine Kills song. It feels like stabbing, stabbing in the dark. <laughs> like, uh, he could definitely like, relate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because Goldar's just stabbing. And again, you know, I, I just sat there and I was just like, man, how fucking thick is this smoke screen or whatever? And like you said, Ace, he literally goes up to Jason misses him and then steps over him. <laughs> Goldar was like, oh my bad dog. Where is Jason? Where'd you go? Like, who do you think you just stepped over? <laughs> that fog is thick with three C's, baby. <laughs> but we go back then to the moon palace of Rita, where she has another plan. And she is going to summon someone who I do remember. I do remember this person as a kid. I don't know about you guys, but I remember her, the evil Scorpina. She was amazing. Uh, she was one of the coolest villains, mm -hmm. uh, I thought. I mean, and, and the thing is, um, you know, so after watching this, I actually went and looked up, like, you know, kind of her, like, entire arc on the, on the show. And, like, she's actually never defeated. Um, exactly. She's yeah. still around, like what, be, currently. Right. Would you would you say that she might be more powerful than Goldar? 
they have the same aesthetic. Like as a kid, I kind of wondered if they were like from the same place or if they mm. were related or or something like that because they have a very similar like color scheme and everything, and they seem very familiar with each other. She she was great, man. I mean, she's definitely more agile than any of the other villains we'd seen on the show up to this point. Right. No, I thought that she uh, she had a really cool fighting style, and then once again, she was unique in the sense that she was like the first humanoid monster that we've seen. And I, I thought that that was, I mean, at least humanoid in the sense that in the face, it looks like an actual person and right. not, not a demonic beast. Right. And, and you got to credit that as well to the super Sentai footage, obviously, mm-hmm. because uh, I believe, I want to say that there wasn't like really even a Goldar in the super Sentai footage. It was more her, like mm. when they shot theirs. Right. I'm that makes sure. sense. Also, if you want to feel old, uh, the actress that uh, that plays Scorpina is seventy three right now. What? Wow. Yeah, she was born in nineteen sixty seven. Wow. Whoa. Okay then. <laughs> Jeez. Is it is it is it the same actress that is in the Super Sentai footage as well? Yes. Yes. Okay. So she also did the voiceovers as well. Uh, yeah. Like she, but basically she was in the Super Sentai footage, and then they got her to come back and do the voiceover for the show, which was really cool. She actually ended up going. I think I think she was back on Super Sentai in like two thousand and one as well. Oh um, yeah, I mean, so she she did a lot of work as uh, I, I don't know if she was still this character or whatever. I I think the she was a different character like in Super Sentai, and then they kind of repurposed it for Power Rangers. They did with a lot mm. of things. Mm-hmm. All right, well that that that's great. Like I I didn't know that about her too. Like because I was always wondering. Like I was like I was like, is that the original actress as well? Because if it was, that makes it even better. And it really does. And then we go back to where Goldar and Jason are still fighting and stuff like that. And he jumps up and he surprises him and stuff like that. And he kicks him. And he's just like, how's it feel to be outsmarted by a human, Goldar? And he's like, no human has ever defeated Goldar. And I, I love Jason. He's just like, well, I'm going to change that. And stuff like that. <laughs> it's, it's so badass. Like, I'm like at this point i'm in awe of what is going on i don't know about you gentlemen but i I just i love what is going on in this series so far yeah i was like i remember watching this and just seeing jason struggling to get to his to his morpher and i'm like man you guys don't have like a a telekinetic link you can just like call that to your hand like mule near like (laughs) that would be super convenient right now It would, but they didn't have that ability uh, then, apparently, or something like that. And so, you know, now the gang is worried at this point because they can't get a hold of Jason. They have no idea where he is. He's been missing and stuff like that. So now they're trying to figure out what's going on. And so they go to school looking for him. Well, actually, they don't go to school. They go to the juice bar. (laughs) Well, I mean, obviously, if he's not at school, he has to be there. Yeah, obviously. Where else could he be? There he has go. he has no home. They don't go to school. I mean, so he's got to be at the juice bar. <laughs> I guess so. And so 
Kimberly goes in there, and of course she runs into Bulk and Skull. They do their thing, and it was so, it was so funny. Skull tries to lean in for a kiss on Kimberly, and then he ends up kissing Bulk on the tree. <laughs> oh yes, what's the '90s without uh, you know slight homophobia? Of course, right. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought too when I saw this. I was like, "Oh, come on!" <laughs> like, While we're talking about ridiculousness, can we talk about how when they summon Scorpina and she comes out of that rock or whatever, like the big ass rock rolls up the stairs? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I I noticed that too, and of course. That clearly is Super Sentai footage, because what <laughs> steps I- even in America look like that? <laughs> yeah, clearly. Uh, 100%. I guess I, that, so that must be a question for the Japanese. Like, like, they didn't think to roll it down the steps. They thought to roll it up the hill. <laughs> I, I, I was wondering that myself, but... It is what it is. And so now the gang goes, well, Kimberly goes to the juice bar to try and find Jason. And she bumps into Tommy, obviously, who is still being a complete dick to her. (laughs) Yeah. And she asks him, have you seen Tommy? And he goes, he says something that basically gives him away. He says, as a matter of fact, I was supposed to meet him after school. He never showed up. And she's like, that's weird. And Zach runs into him and she says, you know, Tommy said that Jason never showed up. And he goes, well, that's bogus. I know uh, Jason was there. And it's probably he knows that, which I'm assuming because he probably told him, hey, I got to go find Tommy. Tell him that we're not meeting because we got to go handle this kind of thing. So. That would be where I would guess that he knew that Jason would be there and stuff like that, or something, I guess. But they're like, they're like, well, that's weird. So let's let's go and ask him uh, what's going on. And so they're trying to follow him, and Rita's like, uh oh, they suspect something. So so if they suspect something and they're following him. Yeah, let me just conveniently send down the putties to stop you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this was a dead giveaway. But, I mean, they didn't pick up on it because, as we discussed, like, wisdom is not one of the stats that the PowerPoint increases. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, yeah, I mean, honestly, man, you know, we are talking about Scorpina here, you know, and, like, she really felt like overkill in the plan. Because it was yes. like, you already got Goldar out here wrecking, and then you got Tommy as well. And it's like, we're going to introduce yet another badass villain, but I guess that kind of gave them some time to give us some more of, like, Tommy Oliver, like, you know, out of the suit here and mm-hmm. do a little bit more development with him. And, you know, at this point, we all know he's the Green Ranger, but, you know, right. our protagonists do not. Right, right. And and I, I guess that would be it, and plus it would also probably be due to the fact that the super sentai footage called for it so they <laughs> so they had to do it they were like well fuck now we got to introduce this person <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that would be my thought but they they take care of the putties and they're like weird the putties never even attacked him or something like that i was just like well then that should be your dead giveaway what the fuck yeah. is there more to <laughs> think about <laughs> 
so so now we go back to the evil dimension where Jason is being held and looks like Goldar is about to finish him off, but then Tommy, the Green Ranger, stops him and says, no, Rita wants that to be my privilege. And without hesitation, he's just like, all right. So then he teleports to her, and we finally get the Green Ranger versus Jason, which it's not a, you know, it's not Red Ranger versus Green Ranger because Jason can't morph at this point. And, you know, we talked about the color schemes on the guy. I would like to point out, right, Jason has all red on mm-hmm. <laughs> with no sleeves, of course. <laughs> and then Tommy has the same exact outfit, only in green. <laughs> Did you notice that? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, like, we talked about the, the budget for this show being <laughs> extremely low. I mean, they had a shoestring of a budget. And they were like, you know, if, if we go down to the same Dollar General that we got the uh, the red shirt from, I bet you we can get a green one for the same price. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed that when I was watching it. Oh, my God. I was like, I was like, oh, my God, that's just too... That's just too funny. And I just, again, I want to use the Steve Carell line on both of these guys. Dude, would you put on a fucking shirt? (laughs) Like, they didn't, they didn't. uh, Here's my thing. We could not walk around like that in high school. No one could walk around without sleeves on. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You needed to have sleeves. (laughs) <laughs> but this is an ordinary high school, as we've already discussed. There's only one hallway, possibly one classroom, and then <laughs> all of Angel Grove has a juice bar. And then somewhere off in the desert, because there's a desert, there's the command center. That is all we know of this place. Well, and there's also a jungle and a volcano. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. that's true. Because <laughs> like, I was like, man, you know, the, the the local populace has to be very upset every time the pterodactyl gets summoned and like this volcano erupts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh-oh. So the Green Ranger and Jason are fighting. We go up to the Moon Palace and she has summoned Scorpina. She is now with the group and everything like that. And <laughs> I love I love Squat in this. Please keep her stinger away from me. I remember when she hit me on the head. <laughs> I don't I don't tell you this enough, Stovall, but your impersonations of these characters are uncanny. <laughs> he he does it, man. He does he does he does it great with like every every subject. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I try. I, you just called me the Eddie Murphy of the Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah I, I told him, I think it was last episode, that whenever I, I create my adult theme Power Rangers show called the motherfucking Power Rangers, I'm going to have him be like all the voice actors. <laughs> <laughs> there won't even need there won't even need to be a budget for it. It'll just be like, yeah. oh, yep, all goes to me. I'll pay you in sleeveless t-shirts. <laughs> oh, Lord. That might have worked maybe 20 years ago when I might have been in shape, but now I'm <laughs> Oh, Lord. Anyways, but the Green Ranger 
and Jason are fighting, and he stops him. He grab he grabs his morpher. Well, actually, he didn't grab his morpher, but he stomps on his arm, and he's just like, "Oh no, you don't!" And the green or the evil sword is given to him, and it looks like he is about to finish off Jason. And then the gang gets everything working. They finally locked onto his signal, and they teleport him just in the nick of time. And he shows up in the command center, and he's like, guys, that was cutting it way too close. Green Razor almost sliced and diced me. Like, it, I was just like, what? like, and here's the thing, Ace. Remember how we said that, you know, the guy, Austin St. John, had to learn how to act, basically, in this, because mm-hmm. he was more of a martial artist and stuff like that? I got to say, this was one of his best performances because you could really see the fear in his eyes. He was like, that was way too close. Like, yeah. I, was, I was dead kind of yeah. thing. I loved it. Man, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't I, – like I said, I this, through this whole series, I've been making references to everything. How is it that for this show – and you might know where I'm going with this. How is it that for this show, they took a bunch of people that know karate and taught them how to act and took a bunch of people that know how to act and taught them how to do karate, at least for it to be believable on camera. But with Iron Fist, they were unable to do either one <laughs> with a much larger budget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, shot the- fire. <laughs> <laughs> That was the whole thing I was thinking about during this part. <laughs> I, I got no mortal iron fist. I have powers. <laughs> right. Yeah. I forgot about that show for good reason. Yeah, I mean, nobody can blame you. I, you know, we had to talk about every single episode on that on the Superhero Homies podcast, which you guys can check out anywhere podcasts <laughs> are. But goddamn, that was a trudge. Yes, it was the first. It was that first, you know, hiccup in the Netflix series of Mm -hmm. Marvel and stuff like that. But that's, you know, that's for a different story. But we, but we go and Jason is free, and he's like, I got a lot to fill you guys in on because they're like, Whoa, wait a minute, Green Ranger almost just killed you, basically. Like, what just happened? And so. You know, and even Goldar, he gets on to Tommy. He's like, you had him in your grasp and you let him slip away and stuff. And so Rita trusted you, but it turned out she should have trusted me and stuff like that. So, you know, he's giving it to Green Ranger and stuff like that. So it's fucked up because Goldar literally had like hours in there with him and was toying <laughs> with him the whole time. <laughs> or stabbing around in the fog and shit. I know. That was what I was gonna say. I was like, Goldar, you had you had more time with him. <laughs> you had plenty of time, and you couldn't even find him through the thick fog, or whatnot. And that was the thing too. Tommy saw him right there. He had no problems in the fog. <laughs> oh, I just remember watching that and seeing that and stuff like that. So he's telling the gang what happened. He's like, well, I went to meet Tommy after school. And Kimberly goes, wait a minute. Tommy said you never showed up and everything like that. And he's like, well, that's weird. And they don't think anything of it. They're just like, well, that's weird. (laughs) It's not like him. 
that's not like him. We've only known the guy for two fucking seconds in this right. thing. <laughs> and the and the time that we get introduced to him, he's fighting me. So <laughs> it's like it's like no, that we know him inside and out. He's a good, kind-hearted being or whatnot. <laughs> but hey, I, I it is what it is. And then they see that Scorpina has been sent down to attack Angel Grove and stuff like that. Well, really to attack them as well. And you see the footage that she has of the Super Sentai footage on the viewing globe. Like, in fact, even I think I saw one part where it looked like she shot at one of the original Power Rangers in the Super Sentai footage. Did you did you notice that? Yeah, like it was uh it was pretty slight, but I, I kind of got the same vibe. Like I, I just remember seeing that and I was just like, holy shit, like like that looked that looked like the originals or something like that. And then mm-hmm. of course the Power Rangers respond and they go and you know, she's like, Go, putty patrol, attack the Power Rangers, which here's my question. Why the fuck do you need th- those dumbasses? <laughs> <laughs> That is like a waste of resources. Like <laughs> when she does, like you know, her for financial records at the end of every year, she's like, "Man, I've I've spent way too much money on putty patrols. Like, and they, they are not they are not worth the outcome." <laughs> I know. Like, and and this is all Super Sentai footage, and you can clearly tell that it is uh, at, at this point because. Uh, well, first of all, obviously the Japanese buildings and the way that it's shot and everything like that. And they're like, they're like, Scorpina's doing well, but she's outnumbered five to one and stuff like that. And I love, I love Squat. He's like, he's, he's like, can we watch Goldar? And he just goes, very well. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, I don't think you make that decision, Goldar. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he he's taking kind of advantage right now of the situation. Yes, yes, <laughs> he is, and so she's fighting them off and stuff like that, and she's actually doing pretty well. But they're telling it no, call her back because she's gonna get destroyed or something like that. And I'm going, how do you figure she's actually killing them by herself? <laughs> well, this That's- is just part of Rita's like ultimate plan here, which is just like. To, to throw out everything that they've got at this point, really. I mean, you know, we, you know, she's, she's talking about the, the solar eclipse here that she's going to do, you know, to, to drain the Megazord of power. I mean, she's got giant Goldar. She's got Scorpina. She's got a new Green Ranger. You know, they wrecked the command center. I mean, it's really, she's coming at the Power Rangers from all angles here. So I guess in, in the scope of that plan, you know, maybe they're not getting their asses kicked enough. <laughs> that's true that's very true and, and, and they be, they even mentioned that I think and I think it's this episode or it might be the next episode but they even mentioned that the Power Rangers do they're like it's weird like every time Rita has us on the run it's like she pulls back it's like she's getting ready for a bigger attack you know kind of thing which is right. not a bad well you know if you've got something bigger in mind and stuff like that you know, it it, it it might work. And right now, again, everything is working according to plan. I mean, we are on part three right now 
And, you know, even as a child, I remember this part. I'm just like, oh, my God, this is agonizing. Like, like when are the Power Rangers going to finally win? And you kind of think it's this episode. And then you're just like, oh, my God, more stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, they're yeah. just throwing everything at the we Power Rangers. We didn't know it was going to be five parts as it came out when we were no. watching it. You know? We didn't know when true. it was going to end. It's uh, very true. And, and, you know, even looking back on it, like, it's just, it's just so brilliant done and stuff like that. But Rita is at the Moon Palace. She's doing her makeup or whatnot. And, you know, Scorpina's like, why did you guys pull me out? I had them. And she's like, children, settle down. Green Ranger nearly had the Power Rangers until he let Jason escape. And he, he will do just fine in my master plan and stuff like that. And she... And she's like trying to decide which one of them is going to go and attack the Power Rangers and stuff like that. And I'll <laughs> Ace, you're gonna love this. I love uh, Squat's reaction when she goes. She goes, "What do you think?" And he goes, "I think I don't know what I think." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that that sums him up perfectly. Like as a character, it very much does. And, I mean. And like, Go ahead. I was going to say, we're talking about the same guy who just drank mysterious chemicals not knowing what they were. (laughs) (laughs) I do remember that. Ooh, I don't feel so good. (laughs) Like It's because you just drank Clorox. (laughs) (laughs) But of course, they're evil supervillains or they're aliens from another planet, so it won't affect them like mm-hmm. that. Like, it won't make their insides burst out <laughs> of this stuff. <laughs> but anyways, so, uh, she decides, Goldar, I want you to do it, and that's final because I'm the headmistress and everything like that, so obviously what she says, go. And then we get we get well. We get Jason David Frank as the Green Ranger, clearly in this costume, and he's mm-hmm. clearly doing his martial arts. I don't think there's any denying that, right? That is not a stunt double. That is Jason David Frank in that in that costume. Yeah, that's him for sure. So it, it was funny. I, I like uh, since we started this podcast, I've been watching like a, a lot of interviews with the original cast and whatnot, and. If if you don't know, there is, there is a real life beef between Jason David Frank and Austin St. John. Uh, like those two did not get along on set for a lot of reasons. And this interviewer asked them both about stunts and about how many of their own stunts did they do. And, and Jason David Frank said, yeah, I was on set early every day doing my own stunts. And the the interview cut to uh to Austin who said, Well, no, none of us did all of our stunts. Like there we all did a, a good chunk, but nobody did all of the stunts. Like it's just it's impossible. And uh, it's also funny though to think that uh apparently one of the ways that this beef started in the first place was uh Jason David Frank, he would go on set early, you know, because he was a hard worker and he busts his ass. And he'd meet with the stunt coordinator who would be planning the stunts and whatnot. And there would be a lot of stunts that the stunt coordinator would say, you know, we can't give you these stunts because we have these planned uh, for Austin's character, for Jason. And uh, Jason David Frank would say, well, the audience, you know, they they really like me. They They really like to see me do these stunts. 
And so he straight up politics himself to get a lot of the cool stunt work. Uh, but just to, to bring this kind of full circle, I do think that, yeah, I think there's like 80% of this stuff is him when it actually shows the American footage in the suit. Well, that, that's very interesting. I never knew that, that that happened. And I didn't know that they had kind of a, a like a little heated rivalry going on. I guess that's why you never really see them well, I guess that might be why then, and this is skipping ahead, and we will talk about this in full form, but that must then been why, Ace, when they did the Forever Red reunion, that mm. it kind of felt like, like, like you could kind of feel it on screen that like, hey, these two kind of don't like each other. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- there was a legit beef there, and like, even as soon as four years ago, remnants of the beef was still there i don't know if they finally squashed it or not but it's just kind of fun to think about well yeah. that's why on these panels and stuff where, where you see them doing it you you would think that they could make you know bukus of money having you know panels with you know the original well not the original six but mm-hmm. that they could obviously yeah, um yeah. but uh you know that right. they, could, they could make a ton of money having panels with like their you know most of the original cast but that's why you don't really see that. You normally, normally, if you see like a big panel at a convention, it's usually going to be uh, Jason, Zach, and Billy there because they get along. And then apparently, there's all kinds of like beefs between other like people on the cast. Wow, yeah. that's that's really interesting to think about. It almost like ruins the show for you in, in places, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a lot of crazy stuff behind the scenes, man. Like all the homophobia, you know, we talked about earlier that uh, that Billy had to face or his actor had to face uh, mm-hmm. uh, David Yoist. You know, like he had to, he went through it hard, man, and it really took a toll on him, which is super unfortunate. Oh, yeah, I mean man. the kind of stuff that could never happen, you know. Today. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. You know, but yeah, I mean, and it's, it seems like uh, Amy Jo Johnson. Uh, you know, kind of has tried to like distance herself from it a little bit too. Um, you know, she made a cameo in the movie, of course, right? Uh, but uh, in the 2017 film, but I mean, yeah, I mean, she doesn't go to a lot of these like cons and appear on panels. She will sometimes, but nowhere near as much as the other three. Right. And it seems like she doesn't talk to anyone but Jason David Frank to really uh, to really be honest. Yeah, I mean. Let's just let's just be honest. Like the way that she looked at him in that first episode, that was not acting. Okay, she <laughs> she wanted she wanted the the D, and she probably <laughs> got it. She wanted the green peen. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh oh yeah. God, we've ruined Power Rangers for you all now. <laughs> yeah, we've really ruined it all. <laughs> While while Jason David Frank was your favorite ranger, she was he was smashing your girl when the cameras weren't right. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God. You dirty <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Let me show you my green with evil. All right, anyway. <laughs> Let me show oh. you my dragon dagger. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> before this, <laughs> yeah, let's move on before Tommy summons his power crystal. Yes. 
anyways, so we continue on and everything. And, and the Power Rangers, they've almost got Zordon now. They finally get just a little bit of him right. And they, it seems like they're about to get him. And then it turns out they can't keep him for long. And it causes a surge in the morphing grid, like an interdimensional power surge looking for him because that's what they're using basically to try and find him and stuff like that. And then, of course, Goldar has been, uh, you know, grown up again or blown up again by Rita. And, you know, he's looking for a fight. And this is where she's going to start to, you know, try to use her strategy of blocking out the sun, the solar uh, eclipse, or she's going to use a solar eclipse to block out the raised sun that helps power the Megazord. And we're going to see that. And, and basically, they are, you, you know, they see the viewing globe and stuff like that. And so they see it, and they're like, it could be a trap. And they're like, we don't have a choice. We have to go fight. Like, and it's true. They don't mm -hmm. have a choice at this point. They have to fight. So whether or not it is a trap, which it clearly is, they've got to do it. And that is where the episode ends. And I remember seeing this as a kid. It was just like, oh, no, not again. I got to yeah. wait again. Like it's, It was so agonizing as a kid when that happened. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and so we've come to the end of part three of Green with Evil. Gentlemen, what are your thoughts on this episode before we move on? Well, the as a kid, you know, like, when this ended, it was just like, bitch, you're going to turn the sun off? Like, <laughs> you know, like how, how bad is this going to get? This is already really bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this point, this is, uh, th if there's any episode in this that's filler, it's probably this one. Mm -hmm. um, I think this is probably the worst episode of the five because it's just, it feels kind of off. It's like, you know, they didn't know what they wanted to do with this middle chapter. It was like, you know, they had the really cool stuff between Goldar and Jason, but it's like, okay, um, you know, uh, you've got Scorpina they introduced, which it was like, you know, she didn't belong in this. She could have had her own, like, separate arc, I feel like. Um, you know, Tommy gets locked up in the dungeon, which is weird. Um, you know, we go back to Scorpina fighting the Rangers and everything. We get another giant Goldar. I don't know. It was just kind of like this episode bridged the first two and the last two, but it, you know, it, it definitely was kind of clumsy in the execution. Yeah, I, I do agree. And if I had to guess, and you guys may agree, disagree, but I, I think that this episode was probably put together solely for the fact that they could fill out a five episode block so that they can fill out Monday through Friday. And of course, end the week with that finale. But as, as far as this episode being completely necessary I, I, I would say probably not entirely and i could also be wrong on this but i think that this was technically also the shortest episode of the five episode arc uh i think it was uh i think i think if you skip the intro this episode is a little over 18 minutes whereas most lands were between 19 and 21 uh but i mean even with that though i thought that it was it was still an entertaining episode nonetheless for what it is but what it did the most was 
as a kid and as a 31 year old man it got me hyped for the next episode really got me looking forward to things to come yeah and i think that's that's definitely the most important part to remember and i agree with you uh with you guys on on that um this one was definitely the shortest one I, I and I do think Ace that it was it was probably something when the producers were like, "Hey, well, if we can stretch this out, you know, two more episodes after this, then we'll have a whole week right there, and we'll just have everyone on the edge of their seats the whole week and stuff like that." And kudos to them because they definitely did it. Uh, they made us wait and stuff like that. It was agonizing as a kid, but we're not going to make y'all wait uh, much longer. We're going to take a uh, brief commercial break from tmb studios it's the power rangers go podcast exclusively here on tmb studios come on back with us ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to tmb studios i am christian fury aka jay garganis and i am a host of the brand new series wlw we love wrestling with my co-host survivor of pain bill blanchard as heard on the shootout we're going to get things fired up here real soon, so stay tuned. Be ready, because we love wrestling. Alright, we are back here for part four of Green with Evil, the little mini-series in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers first season. And we open up, gentlemen, back at the command center with the gang and stuff like that. And they're about to go fight Goldar. And they go to morph, and we see them actually take out their morphers. But something is wrong. They cannot morph. And it's because of the interdimensional power surge. Easy for me to say. Try saying that five (laughs) times fast. I dare y'all. Uh... (laughs) And um, it, it, is, it is being caused uh, because they're still trying to locate Zordon. And the bad part is, is even Alpha says, there's nothing I can do until this finishes looking for Zordon or until this goes through. Until the power is back on, you guys can't morph. And that's bad because, you know, Jason even says it. He's like, if we can't morph, Goldar is going to trash the world, which, of course, the world is just Angel Grove. There's no other parts of the world, obviously. <laughs> he was fucking those buildings up, man. Like, he the was. Cost of, the, the amount of, like, dollar value damage that had to have been done to the city just in this one segment was astronomical. <laughs> yeah, and, and the loss of life that had to have been there as well. <laughs> Well, like, yeah. Angel Grove is, is in Area 51, but it also has a population of 51 million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is very true. And uh, so, Goldar, like you said, he is just smashing the buildings to pieces right now. And uh, it, clearly, it's Super Sentai footage, you know, because all of that has, that's always been Super uh, Sentai footage. And so the Power Rangers are just like, what are we going to do? We can't morph. We can't do, we can't call off Zords. We can't do anything. This is not good. And so, you know, Alpha's trying to fix it. And then, of course, Ace, Billy goes, well, here, maybe I can do something. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, 
essentially the problem with the command center and Zordon is it's the equivalent of the Wi-Fi being down and like, <laughs> oh man, I I gotta wait for for the Wi-Fi to get up so I can zoom in with Zordon again and he can help us out. But I mean that that's kind of the way that I looked at it in comparison. And now we gotta wait for an Apple joke here from Mr. Kitchens, right? <laughs> Hey, I mean, you know, I wasn't gonna. <laughs> but anyway, and what I love is when Billy is looking for it, like like he, he gets something that causes a little spark, and Alpha goes, ay, 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 ay. And Zach just goes, Alpha, Billy's trying to concentrate. <laughs> like, if this had been the motherfucking Power Rangers ace, He'd have been like, Alpha, shut the fuck up. Yeah, shut the fuck <laughs> up. We got some I mean, important shit to do. When, when, you know, like when he's fixing the computer or whatever, and, and it's just like, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, the 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 search we're running for uh, Zordon is causing an interdimensional power surge. I'd have been like, well, you got to turn that shit the fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently they couldn't turn it off. That was the problem because they were just they were completely out of power because of it. So they couldn't they they literally could not do a thing uh, uh, to you know stop it. But Billy finally fixes it somehow, which is never explained. <laughs> but he fixes it, and so now they can morph and they morph into action and they go. And the first thing they fight is actually not Goldar. They fight Scorpina. Yeah, like, they just have a rough go of it. And it's it's just so crazy to see how things play out in this episode because, I mean, things really don't get much better. <laughs> no. Are you saying they, have a, they had a rough Power Rangers go of it? <laughs> All right, so I think we're done here. Uh, this has been fun. <laughs> Uh, but unfortunately, that's going to be all for now. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way we're going to be able to recover from that one, folks. <laughs> we got to throw the whole episode away now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. You know he's going to, you know, you're going to hear about that on the Superhero Homies podcast. He's going to call your ass out. <laughs> well, I had to, while, while we're dropping shameless plugs, you know, I had to get him back for that. You know, awful, awful <laughs> reference that he made on uh, an involved review with us during uh, the last ride coverage. <laughs> <laughs> it's a receipt. <laughs> yeah, it is a damn receipt. And speaking of a receipt, you know, uh, I want to point out here that during all this, when when the city is falling down around them, Bolt continues to eat his ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I was just about to mention that because. Because as we see, Goldar is trashing the city, and this is no ordinary earthquake and bullshit like that. And yes, that was what the funniest part was, was Bulk is eating his ice cream, and he, go he goes, I'm not finished yet. And then, like, one of the ceiling falls near him, and he's like, okay, now I'm finished. Matt has his priority straight. Of of course, you know, he's had his priorities straight this whole entire time. I mean, let's face it. He goes he, he goes and attacks, you know, what he thinks are nerds. And I'm sitting there just like, these nerds could literally kill you in one hit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 
they never learned their damn lessons or whatnot. And so they run out and they hop on a bus. And apparently there's no one else on this bus, gentlemen. <laughs> it's just them. Somehow the they get this goddamn bus working, Ace. Yeah, and it's like not only was was there not anyone else on the bus, and apparently they could figure out a way to start it, like the keys were in it, but like <laughs> they didn't take anyone else into into thought. Like maybe we can save more people if we let them get on the bus. No, they just got on and just rode the fuck off. <laughs> And the complete wrong direction, by the way. Like they went, they went through the danger. Yeah, <laughs> I noticed that too. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> well, to be fair, Skull does point out that like no one taught him how to drive in the first place. <laughs> so they're probably just lucky that they didn't kill themselves just, just, just from Skull driving the bus. Yeah, they're. They're probably lucky that that motherfucker didn't go like straight through the juice bar. <laughs> Which, by the way, here's my question before we move on. How the fuck is that juice bar still standing after all this? Well, I mean, they obviously had to get this juice bar back up and running as quickly as possible because it is like the center of all commerce for <laughs> Angel Grove. I mean, you know, like we had seen, you know, we our first episode... You know, Tommy shows up and fucks up the command center, but it's like, oh, now they didn't ruin the juice bar, dog. Like, shit's getting real serious. Right. <laughs> you fuck with the juice bar, now it's on. Yeah. <laughs> that's when, that's when, that's when Angel Grove citizens will just riot against Rita. They'll be like, we don't need the Power Rangers. You fucked up our juice bar. Yeah. That's the, that's the alternate ending, like how Tommy comes back to being good. They're just like, did you know that Rita fucked up the juice bar? And then he's like, oh, hell no, nah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I even work out there when I was under her evil spell. <laughs> 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 but we, we, we see that they're trying to escape and everything like that. And Alpha's almost got Zordon. He's almost got him finally. And I remember seeing this as a kid. I'm like, you've got him. You've got him right now. Get him right now. Like, it's it just so much anxiety went through me as a kid and even watching this back I, I remember sitting there thinking that as well again I'm just like I was like you've got him Alpha you've got him get him right now <laughs> and then Green Ranger sneaks up behind him again <laughs> this time does not put a CD in his back just unplugs him <laughs> <laughs> just unplugs him that's it. Just didn't do anything else. And so it looks like he's about to, you know, mess up things again. And we see... <laughs> I can't get over this. We see Rita Ace on that goddamn bike. <laughs> I'm like, Rita, why do you need this bike? Like, maybe she's, like, getting her exercise in at the same time, you know? Like, she doesn't... <laughs> She doesn't need it, but like she just likes to burn calories while she travels. I mean, she has a magical staff that she can toss from the moon to the earth <laughs> multiple times, and I guess it just like zaps back to her. Like she has the the Molnir ability where she can pull the staff back to her. Uh, I mean, she's got a, a moon fortress. She has a mega evil dungeon with fog. Um, 
but hey, you got to get them calories in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, way, even supervillains need to look good, right? By the way, she throws the staff in the exact same spot every time. And I was <laughs> like, if I were the Rangers, I would have one of them stand by that spot just in case she throws it and they can intercept. <laughs> yeah, that never crossed anyone's mind ever in this in this show. Well, they <laughs> probably don't even know that's how she does it because it's not like they're ever around. That's true, <laughs> right? And here's and here's the thing too, right? Me and Ace talked about this during the tickle sneezer episode, right? When she throws it, she's standing on a building. Like, like she's standing on a building, and then somehow it comes from the sky to to the earth <laughs> in the exact same spot. <laughs> it's magic, yo. I know. <laughs> well, you know, guys, we already spent so much money on the fucking rad bug and everything like that. So we just we just had to use the same footage over and over again. Right. It didn't matter. <laughs> it's. Our money all went to all of the rap bug. <laughs> right. Hey, man, they oh. had to buy a bug, and then they had to turn it into the rad bug. I mean, that's that's the budget right there. <laughs> no, no, that, that VW belonged to, like, one of the stagehands on set, and they were like, can we borrow this for a couple shots? And it was like, all right. And then they... And then, you know, Deborah, the 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 costume coordinator, she donated <laughs> some of her pots and pans to strap to the rad bug. And I, <laughs> that's I what mean, I'm convinced happened. The rad bug 100% looks like it's out of Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it absolutely does. And that's probably where they got it, too. <laughs> they may have. They may have been watching like an old, like, 1960 Doctor Who. And been like, hey, do you guys still have this shit laying around? Can we buy it for like 20 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't worth anything other than that. Just 20 bucks. <laughs> hey, man, but you put a little bit of that Zax wax on it. That's yeah. it. I mean, and now it's a classic. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly right. Would have been even better if like advanced auto zone stuff like Zax wax. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the only only marketing they didn't do whatsoever that's true. Uh, you know like that that's the only area they couldn't have gone into because i remember they used to have like power rangers gummy snacks and everything yep oh yeah and that and the shit reason... used to be delicious oh yes yeah. i think yes. the only reason they, they didn't sell uh zach's was is because the demographic wasn't old enough to drive yet <laughs> that's true <laughs> Very Although there probably there probably were adults, you know, who were mechanics who liked this show, and they were just like, they're just like, man, I wish I could get some of that Zach Swag. Right. <laughs> look at how that look at how that VW looks exactly the same as it did before the wax. Man, I wish I had some of that. <laughs> you don't want to get your car looking brand new, but you just want to keep it the exact same. Hey, try some <laughs> Zach's wax. Oh. <laughs> It's morphin' time for your car. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so speaking of car, uh, Bulk and Skull are driving in a bus that they have no idea how to operate, apparently, and Goldar grabs them, grabs the entire bus, and even the Power Rangers are like, no, they're civilians! And he's like, yes, I believe you call them Bulk and Skull, which how the 
fuck did he know their names? <laughs> and so, if he knows anything about them, he knows that these are probably this is if there's any two citizens in Angel Grove that would not like detract from the the like city's quality in any way that you're gonna get rid of, it would have been these two guys. That's true. <laughs> they are the ultimate red shirts. It's exactly right. <laughs> oh Lord. And so he grabs them, and we don't know what's going to happen now. And the Green Ranger still is at the command center, and where Alpha almost has Zordon, so Zordon is pleading with Tommy, Tommy, don't do this. She has you under an evil spell and stuff like that. And he, you know, he's just not having it, and he wants to send Zordon away forever. You know, he's going to send him to another dimension again or, or whatnot and make it to where they can never get Zordon back. And I remember, guys, as a kid, I remember watching this episode, seeing that part, and was like, oh, no, no, this cannot happen. Like, not good kind of thing. I don't know about you guys, but what did you guys think when y'all were kids and you saw that part? Were you, was your anxiety now just through the roof? Oh, yeah. I, I was thinking we need Zordon now more than ever. Like, it taught me a valuable lesson because, honestly, in, in a lot of the previous episodes, especially as a kid, I was like, I mean, Zordon's cool and all, but, like, the Power Rangers is what we really need. But now that we're in a situation where we actually really, really need that kind of guidance and information, he ain't here, and he's possibly going to be gone forever. So I was like, we got to figure something out. Yeah, I mean, you know, when when, when Alpha's got him trapped in the, the Mega Mega Force field, um, <laughs> and, and Zordon <laughs> is talking to Tommy, I mean, this is like the childhood equivalent of like Nick Fury talking to Thanos for us at this point in time, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's really what's happening here. And, uh, you know, so this was just epic. I thought that, you know, it, it, for, for its time, you know, this was an epic confrontation. Right. I, I agree completely. And what's interesting is we go back on the beach where they're now trying, they're trying to save the bus. Right. And we're, we're switching gentlemen. I, I don't know if you can catch on to this, but, we were switching between American and Super Sentai footage at this point because the Power Rangers look completely different. You know, Jason looks a little fatter. In the <laughs> <episode>. <laughs> Did anybody ever notice that when they when they would switch to the American version that they looked a little chubby in the suits? Man, you know, I mean, yes. But then I was like, well, we know that, that Austin St. John, especially then, it was in really good shape. Arguably right. the, the best shape of anyone in the show. And it's like, maybe the guys who were in Super Sentai were just really tiny. <laughs> I was wondering that because like every time I would see that, it, it was a clear transition and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so you see them on the beach. They're trying to figure out. And what's funny is, they, they're switching from American to Super Sentai, and you see the back of Rita and Scorpina. They look nothing like yeah. what <laughs> they would look like. It was some of the worst oh. camera angle I've ever seen. I just remember that. It was just so bad at one point. And then, so they're trying to figure out what's going on. 
and stuff like that. Well, uh, we, we see that, you know, they're about to send over the bus over like a cliff, which definitely would have killed Bulk and Skull. So, I <laughs> mean, these guys are just not afraid to push that envelope, are they, Ace? Oh, no, absolutely not. And if I'm being fair, I thought that Bulk and Skull should have at minimal been severely injured from what Goldar was doing by basically shaking the bus like a snow globe at one point. I mean, <laughs> and like they, they could have like flown through the windows. They could have just had so many bones broken from, you know, falling to and fro on the bus. They're lucky that them about to fall off this cliff is the, the best of their worries as well as the putties on the outside. Right. Oh, but, let, let me ask y'all this. Who do y'all take in a fight? Five putties or a bulking skull? Like, who do you think wins that fight? I mean, it's hard to imagine five putties, like, beating anyone. <laughs> like, I feel like these two could accidentally, like, Hercule their way through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the greatest, putties. That's the way to do it. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like they would defeat one putty, and the other, the other four would get scared and run away, and they would act like they saved the universe. <laughs> but I also want to point out here that, like, you could tell they were kind of like using the, they were splicing in like the Super Sentai footage with the American footage, and right. like, so in the Super Sentai footage, the bus is on the top of what looks like a a dam or something where they're going to fall like a million miles to like their death. Whereas in the American footage, it kind of looked like a 12 foot like cliff and (laughs) like they had like sticks wedged under the back of the bus to push it over. But like the front tires weren't even like near the edge or anything, which I thought was funny. They're like, you're about to push it over. I'm like, are they though? (laughs) Right. Right. So we talked about this on a previous episode, uh, but the the putties and Super Sentai just look way better than the American ones. Yes, the American oh. ones look like gimp suits. <laughs> <laughs> they went to the local sex shop, bought some gimp suits, and spray painted them, and that's the putty. <laughs> Is that why you can clearly see the bowls just sticking out like? <laughs> oh, <laughs> all the time. When we see that, <laughs> hey man, they they are made out of clay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what's funny? Speaking of which, Vulcan skulls say one of the funniest lines I've heard throughout this series. He goes, he goes, I want my mommy, and Skull goes, Yeah, I want your mommy. <laughs> I was like, Whoa, now this is a kid show here. I know. Yeah, I was he like, even looks I at him. He even looks at him like, huh? <laughs> 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 Which, if we've, <laughs> if you notice when, uh, and it'll show up later. Like, like you actually see Bulk and, or Bulk's mother. So I'm just like, wow, that's the one you wanted, Skull. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh Lord! But so. They've got them in trouble and everything like that. And we see Green Ranger is still trying to get rid of Zordon. And he has about succeeded. And he's like, nothing will stop me. And Alpha goes, maybe not, but I can. And he activates a force field around Tommy. 
or the Green Ranger, I should say, Tommy as the Green Ranger, he he activates a, a force field that traps him in there. And so now he's got the Green Ranger trap. So finally, here's where it looks like something is starting to go right for our heroes. It's like, it's like, okay, finally, they might, they might finally have something here. And I remember seeing that as a kid when he trapped him and everything like that. I remember, yes, finally, they can get this guy now or something like that. What do you guys think? I thought that this was the first good news that's happened in, in like the past three episodes. Right. I was like, thank goodness something is finally starting to turn around here. Because, I mean, it looked like the Green Ranger was just about to fuck over the Power Rangers completely again with the same tactic. Right. Absolutely. James, what would you think? Yeah, I mean, it, we really didn't want it to go the same way that the, you know, that it kind of went in the first episode, right? Where he just goes in there and wrecks shit. So, you know, a little something different had to happen here. And it, it's rare we get to see Alpha, like, really do anything genius like locking him in the in the force field and whatnot yeah yeah exactly but he was able to capture the green ranger so now it looks like something is finally starting to go right but we have to go back to where the rangers are still battling goldar and whatnot and they save bulk and skull from going over and stuff like that and, uh, you know, Bulk and Skull are happy to be alive. But here is where Rita's plan is going to come into full effect now. Uh, she grows up Scorpina. She calls forth Scorpina. And now both of them are fighting the Rangers. You've got Goldar and Scorpina fighting the Megazord. And she is slowly eclipsing the sun. The sun is being eclipsed. So now the Megazord is losing a lot of its power. And so the Rangers are in trouble still. And so now Alpha is trying to figure out how to get Zordon back still. And Tommy is just taunting him the entire time. I'm just like, good Lord, Tommy. <laughs> like, like, Correct he, me if I'm wrong. Did they ever, before this moment, establish that the Megazord was solar-powered? No. No. Okay. We didn't. We apparently Rita just knew that. Okay, gotcha. Because <laughs> we didn't know. I, I was like, I was like, man, is it solar powered? But I was like, you know, maybe they covered that in a previous episode, and I didn't see it. But I don't yes. believe we have. Maybe they might have. Maybe they might have mentioned something about it, or if they did, they didn't put much emphasis on it. I guess. Now, I don't remember that at all. And once again, this is one of the many bits of information that maybe Zordon should have told the Rangers. Hey, by the way, these giant robots, like, don't summon them at night, okay? <laughs> Be sure that, think Superman rules. The same thing applies here. The yellow sun gives you energy. So apparently, that's why we never, so that explains why we never see night battles in these <laughs> <laughs> It's the opposite of Gotham City. Like, it's never night in Angel Grove. It's always day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, nothing happened. Rita doesn't even try to attack at night. You know, she's, <laughs> she's got to sleep, too, you know? I, well, she can't live. see to hit that same spot with the staff. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so true. <laughs> 
that's the only spot where it works. There's something right. about that spot. If you hit like a different spot, it doesn't work. Doesn't work nope. at all. That's nope. hard over. Not whatsoever. But anyways, so we're continuing along, and the Green Ranger is still trapped in the force field, and so she wants to call fourth Green Ranger to come in and really take down the Power Rangers now, and she and Goldar says says. Use a spell to release him from uh, from the captive. Which I'm sitting there just like, how'd you know he was cap? How'd you know that they captured him? <laughs> like, <laughs> you have uh... all this shit going on in front of you. How did you know that Alpha captured him in this little itty bitty force field? <laughs> Not only that, but it's like, bitch, you could have got me out of here at any time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she waited until then, so but she releases him and she says something that I never thought I would see. I didn't even remember that this happened, but she actually grows Green Ranger. I did not know that that actually happened. I don't know about you, gentlemen. This caught me off guard. I was like, holy shit, this actually happened? I forgot that that happened, too. Uh-huh. It's very brief in the episode, but I also forgot that it happened. And they are, they, I mean, they are whipping the Megazord's ass right here. Well, um, it, go ahead, Ace. There's absolutely zero upside for the Megazord. So the power supply for the goddamn thing is cut off. There are, they are outnumbered three to one. And we have never seen that before. And they, they just can't catch a break. So it's like, as a kid, this just fucked me up so much. Yes. Because I've never seen the Megazord or the Power Rangers take this kind of unfair ass whooping. Yes, exactly. And I was just about to say that's why the you know they're beating the Megazord up so badly is because they can't fight back. And they even say it. They're like, we don't have enough power to finish this fight. So they're completely out of power. And so they beat up the Megazord and the Rangers are tossed from their Megazord again and they land and they demorph at the same time. Like they're completely out of power at this point. And the Megazord falls into a volcano. And if you look closely at this volcano, gentlemen, you can see the original Power Rangers from the Super Sentai footage down there on the bottom. You clearly see them because they're in like the Japanese outfits and stuff oh. like that. You can clearly see that it's them. Wow! I actually I did not catch that. I might have to go back and look at that. That's pretty yeah. wild, though. Yeah, yeah now go, I have to go look at it. Yeah, go and watch when the Megazord it it drops. It's only for a brief second, obviously, but the Megazord is dropping, and you can tell that those are the Japanese guys right there. As the Power Rangers. So, like, I, I picked up on that when I saw it. I was like, holy shit, there they are, right there. And so, that that's a pretty cool little uh, info. And at this point, as a child, I almost wanted to cry along with the Rangers. Because now you're just like, what? The Zords just got totaled. This is not fair. And Jason even says it. Like, like he's just like, our Zords! And they're and they're now they're just beside themselves. They don't know what to do at this point. They're like, we're done. We're finished. This is not good. And 
I don't, I don't know about you guys, but when I was a kid, this was probably one of the most traumatic things I ever experienced in a television show. <laughs> what about y'all? Ever. Because it was like, wait a minute. Can I still play with the toys? Like, you know, <laughs> they, they just melted these motherfuckers. Like, and, and not in it. I mean, it was it was Trini's line here, where that like just the emotion in her voice and everything when the Zords get killed or whatever. It was like that really sold it. It was just like, man, they are devastated. Like they had a connection with these things, and and we all did too as kids, you know. And mm. it was just like, you know, it, it's bad enough. Like Zordon it may be gone. The command center is messed up. You know, the Rangers are getting their asses kicked, and now the Zords are gone. On top of that, like, could it get any worse at this point? Man, the only way this scene could have been any darker would be is if we see the Megazord or like the, the Zord screaming in agony as they're burning up in the pit of lava like the Terminator or some shit. That would have been like the only way to make this any sadder. Uh, and they kind of did that with the T-Rex a little bit. They, they did, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, like you literally see the Zords burning in the volcano and stuff like that. It was just, I was like, oh my God. And and I remember watching this back, you know, as in as an age of thirty one, and I'm just just like, oh, my heart, like I don't like this. <laughs> I forgot how much I did not like this part, and it was just, oh, it was so agonizing as a child. Because at this point, you think, oh my God, Rita just beat him. Like like Power Rangers are done at this point. Like what are they going to do at this point? And so, you know, we continue along in the episode because it's not done just yet. There's still one more part to this episode that's very crucial. And that is we go back to the command center where the gang is defeated. You can tell that the Power Rangers are just like, okay, that's it. We, we don't know what to do at this point. Like, we're done. We're finished. Like, our Zords are gone. We can barely morph and stuff like that. Like, we there's nothing we can do and stuff like that so then alpha tells them actually there might be some good news while green ranger was trapped in the force field the computer took a scan of his bio uh, of his like biometric system and stuff like that so uh they're gonna find out who he is and it shows up on the screen and they're all in disbelief and it's finally revealed to them that it was Tommy and finally you know not necessarily good news but you're left with a cliffhanger of like oh shit they know who he is now now they can do something or what are they going to do at this point but at this point gentlemen this this series is just becoming more awesome by the day right the resolution on that viewing globe uh (laughs) I don't know how they knew it was Tommy uh, from that image uh, because that shit was rough. Um, You know, I also want to know, like, how the lava destroyed the pterodactyl. For one, like, the pterodactyl (laughs) can fly. So, like, how did it, did it get, like, sucked down into the lava? And also, this this motherfucker comes out of a volcano every time we summon it. So, shouldn't it not be affected by the lava but but anyway that's neither here nor there <laughs> we're just gonna take that shit and throw it right out the window oh shit kind of you know, like we do everything right <laughs> you, you know you kind of have to you know I, I think about this though uh 
about like the the storytelling technique on on this arc is it's great it's amazing but i do sometimes think like would it have been maybe even better if they had kept Tommy a secret until the Rangers found out? Like, what if we found out the identity of the Green Ranger alongside the actual Rangers? I think that would have been a really cool reveal that would have blown our fucking minds. That's that, that's an interesting thought, and I never thought about that, but that that could have been a very interesting way to go with this. And you know, maybe they probably might have, uh, you know, discussed that even writing these episodes. They might have been like, you know, we're going to keep him a secret. And then they were like, no, we can't actually because, you know, I, I don't know. I, I can't really, you know, say why they didn't do that or why they didn't choose to do that. Maybe they didn't even think about it. Who knows? But this is the dire- this is the direction that they went to go and still it worked either way like it, mm-hmm. it was still a badass series but it's just the way that they chose to do it and stuff like that and so you know we come to the end of part 4 of Green with Evil and they have finally discovered that it is Tommy so we are going to end it all coming up next Uh, When we come back from a word from TMB Studios, it is the fifth and final part in the Green with Evil saga. Don't you dare go anywhere. We'll be right back here on Power Rangers Go! Podcast. Hey, what's up? This is Caleb Stovall here with the Stovall Wrestling Network SWM Podcast talking all about what? That's right. The world of pro wrestling. Join me and my good friend Chris Dickens as we discuss current wrestling news, past wrestling, skits, interviews, and more. Chris, why don't you tell them all about the website? Hey, you can find the Stowball Wrestling Network on tmbstudios.ga. We're also available on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. It's SWN Stowball Wrestling Network. Be sure to check out all the other great podcasts as well as past episodes of this podcast right here exclusively on TMB Studios. All right, we are back here for the fifth and final part in the Green with Evil saga. And of course, by this point, gentlemen, I think we I think we beat it over the head enough, but as a kid, you're just like you're just like another part to this. Is this the final part? I mean, we had no idea how long this was going to last, did we not? Yeah, no, uh, you know, as a kid, you just have no idea, like, what's, what's going to happen if there's going to be a part six. You know, as a kid, you don't know if, if they're going to find the resolution now. You hope so, because it's Friday, and you don't want to have to wait till Monday to, to get another episode. So, <laughs> you know, you just don't know. Right? The stress was there, man. It was like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, we don't, we definitely don't want to have to wait till Monday to know, know what's going on. I mean, arguably... You know, we left we left at the end of episode four in worse shape than we were at the end of episode one. I mean, in the episode one, things were bad. But at the end of episode four, it's like, did we lose? I mean, you know, is it over? Right. Exactly. I mean, I mean, that's what you're left wondering, because at this point, the Zords are total. The command center is still under repair. Zordon is is still missing. You know, they don't know how to get him. But we have a little bit of hope 
there at part four, which is they finally know who the Green Ranger is, which is Tommy. And so, which, which, by the way, like if with that information, <laughs> if I were one of the Power Rangers, I'd be like, all right, hang on. And that's what I, I probably would have got a gun and just shot the motherfucker because it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like we we clearly cannot beat him as Power Rangers, but. Outside of the suits, I don't think he can withstand a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> well, they probably would have lost the power, definitely. Not only lost the power, <laughs> but lost the TV show completely. <laughs> and we'd have had to hold on hope for VR Trooper. <laughs> and Fox was like, no fucking way at this point. <laughs> but anyways, so... We open up at the command center. The gang has discovered it's Tommy. And they're like, Alpha, this has to be a mistake or something like that. And he's like, the computer matched his DNA. That's no mistake. And he's like, well, the computer has been messed up. And Billy even says, no, it's not likely. Alpha corrected the machine and everything like that. So they have to face facts. It's Tommy. And Jason... Is just like, Sea Rangers, we cannot give up. We have to fight for Tommy. We have to break Rita's spell. We have to save Tommy. And we have to save the world and stuff like that. And Jason is showing true leadership, is he not? He yeah. really is. I mean, he's uh, he's taking charge, I mean, and just kind of doing what you can at this point. There's not a whole lot, though. Exactly. But he's he's the one, you know, he was chosen to lead the team, and this is why, because he shows great leadership when in times of peril and stuff like that. So, and even, you know, with half of the gang being like, hey, man, there's nothing we can do. We don't have our Zords. We don't have anything at this point. So, and you know, even Alpha is just like, no, Rangers, I will not accept that. Zordon will not accept that and everything like that. So... And then we go up and we see everyone is partying up on Rita's Moon Palace because they pretty much think that they have won and stuff like that. And here's my question. Where the fuck is Tommy and why is he not celebrating with them? I don't, I mean, well, I mean, he, he's, you know, getting a, getting a workout in, you know, right now. So he don't have time to celebrate. Well, well that's we know true. that's not true. We know he's not getting a workout in because the juice bar is gone. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you know, hold your horses on that statement in just a minute. But, uh, you know, we go back to the command center and Alpha is like, ay, 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 Rita will, do, you know, destroy the world. We're all doomed. And, the, and they're like, okay, Alpha, we get it. And they're like, so you'll reconsider and... So they're like, yes, we're all in. We're going to we're going to see this through. We're going to try and do something. We don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to do something. And so this is why I say hold that thought about the juice bar, because <laughs> the very next place that we see while Goldar is trashing the city, it's the juice bar. Shit is back open again. Hey man, yeah. er- Ernie's got. I mean, he has got that cleaning crew like on point, one hundred percent. And I love how he is trashing the city, 
And when he was trashing the city earlier, everything was falling on top of the juice bar and shit like that. And now they're just like, eh, well, I wonder what's on TV. <laughs> right. God. <laughs> they're just sitting there just watching TV. <laughs> they're just chilling. Yeah. yeah. Just having a grand old time. Like, man, that's fucked up. Must suck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But Kimberly goes up to Ernie and she says, hey, have you seen Tommy? He's like, the new kid, right? Yeah, he's over there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's over there. (laughs) So, and yeah, like you said, he's getting a workout in. And he's working out. And she just walks up to him. Doesn't try to apprehend him or fight him or anything. Just walks up to him and goes, I know you're the Green Ranger. And then he finally is just like, well then, Pink Ranger, you should know that that you and your friends are done for, basically, and everything like that. And she's like, let us help you. Rita is evil. And, and he's like, she is my queen and stuff like that. So there's just no getting through to him. And it's all because, as we mentioned it before, it's because of the Sword of Darkness. She has him under, his, under her complete control as long as that sword is around. Man, I, I think Kimberly could have dropped that ass on him and, and got rid of that curse right then and there. <laughs> They're like, I, I am your empress now. You know what? I think you're 100% right. I think the sword just would have shattered itself, you know, had had she had she did that for him. But, damn, I never even thought about that. That would have changed the, the course of everything. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Starting this one off with a bang, folks. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, he's obviously pissed off. They treat this guy like shit. They they locked him in the in in their evil fog dungeon, and then <laughs> and then they didn't even invite him to the celebration party, like for the and he the whole reason they're celebrating is because he's been doing all the hard work here, and now right. like you know he's at the juice bar that almost just got destroyed in the last episode, just trying to get his reps in. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> It could. <laughs> Yo, I, I don't even know what it. to say. At that As a matter, matter of fact, when that when I make the motherfucking Power Rangers, that's going in the script. <laughs> <laughs> Kimberly, you're gonna back that ass up on the top. Yeah. It's gonna all be good at this point. <laughs> I mean, unless unless Rita has a fat ass under that dress we don't know about, I don't. <laughs> I mean, these are the serious questions here that we need to consider. (laughs) Oh, Lord. And if you would like for us to ruin more more of your childhood for you. (laughs) I'm here for it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Lord. And so. Join us next week on our never-ending story podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we will just talk about Artax dying for two hours. (laughs) (laughs) oh lordy but anyways as we move along in this episode and uh and and we see rita is wanting to call forth one of the coolest zords ever in the history of power rangers the dragon zord oh man and squat even says 
to Goldar. He's like, but Goldar, we haven't seen this thing in over 10,000 years. And he's like, quiet. If she chooses to call forth the Dragonzord, then it shall be called forth. And so she well, gives the why dagger. Why is this necessary? Do what? Why is this necessary? Maximum <laughs> overkill, dog. That's the plan. <laughs> I don't know. But apparently it is. So she she calls forth the dragon zord, and Tommy, as the Green Ranger, is now going to take control of the zord. And this zord, when we first see it, is just fucking everything in up in sight, basically. Like he is just destroying everything. We even see him take like. I don't even I don't know what you'd call that thing, but but he took something off the top of a building and he crunches it with his mouth yeah. and stuff <laughs> like that. Like it just was the most badass way. Like like he's just like fuck Power Ranger Zords that come out of these exotic locations. I'm gonna come through the city and just crush everything. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So I, I know that we've all seen the meme about how the Green Rangers and his dagger flute thing that he plays through the helmet is is very, very bizarre. But at the same time, as a kid, that is just so goddamn cool. Oh, I was about to say, it's iconic, isn't it, James? Yeah, I mean, the Dragon's Award is absolutely, you know, my shit. I mean, I, I absolutely just love it. Um, you know, it was the coolest thing we had ever seen. And, and, and this is something, you know, I'm glad you, you brought up the flute. Uh, I'm going to make another reference here, but I, as I was watching it last night, I immediately started thinking about the, uh, you know, this, this show is obviously heavily rooted in Japanese culture, right? I immediately started thinking about the, uh, Dragon Fist explosion movie, the Dragon Ball Z movie, mm, Wrath mm-hmm. of the Dragon, and, yeah. and how similar it is. Where you know uh, you have Tapion that plays the flute or whatever and and right. uses it defensively just like uh, Tommy does here and then you know the flute is also the the key to summoning this giant monster and then you you have the dragon aspect of it so I just thought it was cool that you know obviously like those two things were playing off of each other whichever one came out first right yeah which I thought was a cool comparison but yeah I mean this was just this was the moment where I, I think I probably, as a kid, I hated Tommy up until this moment. That I was like, "Oh no, that Zord is cool as fuck." Like, good yeah. or evil, I'm with this guy. Right. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I think that's how we all felt about Tommy at this point. Like, like it was just like, "Oh my god, that's the greatest thing ever." And this was when, too, when you saw that, then as a child, you really wanted him to become a part of the Power Rangers. You were like. You're like, now you really got to get this guy because look at that thing. That thing is amazing. (laughs) Right? Like, this episode, I mean, honestly, to a T, follows the rule of cool. So, like, all the things that would necessarily, maybe not even make sense, but if it's cool, then they put it in the episode. And and that's mostly what this one is. Like, they don't need to summon the Dragon Zord here. And then the, the cool reveal we get at the end of the episode with the, the new Megazord, we didn't need that, but it's fucking cool as shit, so we got it. Yeah, absolutely. And and we see him, he takes control of the Dragon Zord, and he jumps up on top, and I always <laughs> pound it. 
that when you look back at the footage, <laughs> it's the toy-like yes. figure of the Green Ranger on top of the fucking head. <laughs> how how bad that as a kid, I don't think I've ever noticed that. I, <laughs> or at least I didn't care one of the two. Right. I don't think I ever noticed, but clearly now, looking back at it, it's like, that's a goddamn miniature <laughs> on that suit. <laughs> hey, we didn't care. As yeah. kids, we didn't care. And and if you did see the toy up there, that shit just made you want to buy it like a hundred times more. Right. Exactly. <laughs> In fact, I think that they had like they had like a certain set of figures, and I think that like they came out with one where you could put him on top of the dragon zord and like and like you were just like, Yes, I can do it just like they do in the show. <laughs> Kind of thing. It was great. And so he's taking control of the dragon sword and the rangers are still, you know, trying to, well, they found him at this point, but they don't know that he's attacking the city right now because all of their communications are down and stuff like that. And Alpha is still trying to locate Zordon and he's like, I think I got it. So he, he types in something and finally we get a, I've done it! Now I can begin searching for him and stuff like that. So now you're like, finally, okay, uh, is he gonna finally get him back now? And so, and so that's what you're hopeful for. And we go and we're moving along, and they're at. It looks like Billy's, I think, garage still, which I guess that's where they meet up every time. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. And so Trini runs over and she's like. She's like, it's all over the news. A monster is attacking Angel Grove or something like that. And they don't know that it's the Dragon Sword at this point. But they're just like, Rita's not going to stop, is she? And that's what I was thinking, too. I was just like, good Lord, these motherfuckers can't catch a break right now. They're just... <laughs> no. They're barely hanging on at this point. Yeah, exactly. So, like, they can't catch a break. They, so they're just like, oh, well, here we go again. And so they morph and they see that it's Tommy and they're like, Tommy, stop. You don't know what you're doing. And, and they're trying to reason with him and he's just not hearing it. And he orders the dragon Zord to fire his missiles at him. And good Lord, does it blast the shit out of him? Yo, this shit got finger missiles, dog. That's yeah, how, yeah. that's how badass the dragon Zord is. It's so fucking cool. I, I'm telling you right now, in the in the Megazord versus Dragon Zord battles in my room as a child, the Megazord never won a single one of those fucking fights. <laughs> <laughs> it was like seven thousand and oh, son. There was no exactly. I do, I, and I, I well, I never put them like against each other or anything like that. But I do always remember having more fun with the Dragon Zord than I did the Megazord. Although I equally had fun with both of them and stuff like that but we see that that they're trying now to fight this dragon zord and they can't do anything right now because they can't call forth their zords their zords are totaled uh right now so you know th they're just outmatched at this point and they're still trying to reason with tommy they're like tommy stop please this is rita's doing and then we go back to the command center and finally, gentlemen, finally, we get Zordon back. 
he has finally returned and he says alpha five uh congratulations on getting uh you know me back basically (laughs) something and he's just like he's just like get them to their zords immediately and he's like their zords have been totaled blah 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 and he goes by destroying the sword of darkness you will break rita's spell you you will cure com or you will cure tommy basically and so he says, send them to their Zords, and it just automatically sends them. They don't even need to teleport or anything. It just sends them to it. And didn't you love how, like, you saw them, and they were sent straight into the volcano? <laughs> there I are mean, so many questions about this. Like, Zordon is OP as fuck, son. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, in the in Ace, when you make the motherfucking Power Rangers, it should just have, this moment should have Alpha standing there, and then, like, Zordon comes up on the screen, and he's, like, on your left. Like, <laughs> I'm, I mean, this is a straight-up Avengers Endgame moment here for the Rangers, because, like, Zordon comes back, and he's just like, all right, bitches, this is why they took me out first. And he just... <laughs> He, like, I don't know what, what his powers are here, but he can, like, bring all the Zords back, which I guess he summoned them in the first place, so that makes sense. Teleport the Rangers to him instantly, charge everything all up. Like, I mean, he just, you know, like, him coming back in is, is the major turn in the tide here for this battle. Right, absolutely. And and so he gets them to their Zords, and they're, like, they're back, and they're ready to go. And so we finally, before we get to the Megazord forming, we get the t- the Tyrannosaurus Rex versus the Dragon Zord, and these two are just going back and forth at this point. There's no clear cut winner or anything. They're just going back and forth, and you know they're still trying to reason with Tommy. And then they pull together the Megazord, and the minute they put together the Megazord, gentlemen. They literally whoop the shit out of the Dragon Zord, do they not? I mean, they are just, they're gorilla pressing him all over the place. <laughs> they're tossing his ass. Like, they're just beating the shit out of it. When like, they grabbed is... that tail, I was like, if you swing this motherfucker around. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so, I mean, once again, if you, if you go back to the, 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 t-rex zord versus the dragon zord once again that was not necessary that was strictly because it was fucking cool and because it's something that you would want to see as a fan like man it'd be cool to see like the two you know dinosaur-esque zords go at it and then they give it to us once again not needed but it was just cool to see and then you get the megazord fight scene and, and yeah so uh, you were completely right like they it was it was almost one-sided in the way that they just beat the dog shit out of the poor dragon zord like that that shit wasn't called for the t-rex <laughs> has like the worst range of movement right <laughs> out of all the all the all the uh the dinosaurs i mean the t-rex is just like what the fuck i mean i guess yeah. they had the he's got the tail that that's about it but the dragon sword has a better tail. Yeah, with a drill on it. <laughs> with the drill bit. <laughs> yeah, and, and what's funny about that was one of the funniest moves that the T-Rex did was he did like a little flipping kick onto, <laughs> <laughs> onto the dragon sword. And like you said, Ace, it was not necessary, but what nobody complaining. <laughs> like, no, absolutely not. Like, it was awesome. 
but they pulled together the Megazord. And Jason says, you know, Tommy, that's it. Like, Zordon says, I've got to destroy your sword in order to save you. And he says, all right, I'm going down. And we get, oh, my God, we get, this had to have been one of the most epic fights I've ever seen in Power Rangers history. Like, James, I got to start with you. This, again, this had to have been one of the most epic fights was between Jason and Tommy at this point. Yeah, it was really badass. I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's that perfect symmetry of we opened this series with them in the martial arts competition. And now on the other side of this whole thing, we we know who each of them are there. You know, we got the Red Ranger versus the Green Ranger. And now they're facing off again in with much bigger consequences. So it's cool how that parallels to the way that they actually open this entire arc. Ace, what do you think? This was probably, well, there's no probably, this is definitely one of, if not the best, one-on-one fight that we get in the whole series. And, you know, like James said, just that storytelling aspect of it really makes it that much more impactful because it does open up with these two at a standstill in the tournament and now to see it come down to these two. And plus, once again, it's just also so cool seeing the, the Green Ranger wield that sword and his dagger and you know you get the the baby face or or your protagonist the red wrench who just has his his uh, his sword and his uh, his blaster or dagger, and it was just such a cool one on one fight. And you're like, how does this end? And and we have to credit the Super Sentai footage for this because obviously it's all Super Sentai at this point. Be and. They created such a good fight scene for the two of them. And had it not been as good as it was in the Super Sentai footage, I don't. I think this whole thing would have fallen flat. It just would have been like, oh, well, that, that was anticlimactic. But they didn't. They did a great job with the fight scene just all around. It was amazing. Uh, you, you know, it, it, was, it was that, oh, shit, what's going to happen? And even Rita is just like, I think he's finally going to do it. He's finally going to beat the Rangers. But then uh, Jason throws his power sword and knocks off the Sword of Darkness, which is which is great because, again, remember how, how he challenged Tommy the first time and Tommy just impaled him with his dacker. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he throws the sword at him and knocks him out. And knocks the sword of darkness out, and we go to straight American footage now, and they destroy the sword of darkness finally. And I remember this as a kid, feeling like finally we did it, or they did it, you know, kind of thing. Like it's finally over. They have they have finally converted Tommy and stuff like that. And you know, Tommy is just like, what have I done? What you know, like. And they say, everything that you did, you did under Rita's control. You had no choice or anything like that. But we need you, Tommy. We need you on our side. You're a great ranger and stuff like that. You have the skills and everything. So we need you. And they're like, it's where you belong. And so they're like, and so he finally agrees. They shake hands. And I love when Zoran says this, even watching this back, I got chills when he said, you're watching history in the making, Alpha. Finally, 
the prophecy is fulfilled and the sixth ranger is now in, is now one of us and stuff like that. I don't know about you guys, but I got chills watching that. What'd you think, James? I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they patched this shit up really quick. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, if it was me, man, I don't, I, you know, a, a lot happens really fast in this last episode, you know, but it's like, yeah, man. I mean, it, you you were really glad to see it, and it really felt like okay, we're gonna. This is gonna bring us into like a new era of the Power Rangers. I mean, this show has changed forever, and it has. I mean, watching it back, thinking about how iconic this is, because I mean, th- there's very little argument. Jason David Frank as Tommy Oliver is the best fucking Power Ranger of all time. I mean, j- just from the sheer longevity of him, how long he's been involved with the show, you know, right. Uh, and he he's a legit you know badass in real life. I mean you know the dude wanted to fight Chuck Norris. You know like it's yeah he, you know he can back it up. He he kind of is that character to an extent you know. And um, I mean yeah it was just it, this is monumental and it changed uh, all of our lives honestly. Yeah, it really did. Ace, what are your thoughts? This I mean what can you say about this that hasn't already been said? The, the, I mean, it, so many years later, this is still just some of the greatest television that I've I've seen, some of the greatest storytelling I've seen, and this is why the Power Rangers is so special, why it's so unique and so awesome, and with the Green Ranger, man, like it's just it's just something that's so awesome about him. He had this mystique, this cool new power set, this cool new threat, and th- something that wasn't resolved in a single episode, but took five to do it in. And it's crazy to think that they didn't have plans initially for him to stick around. Like, that's wild to think that there, there's a universe where Jason David Frank doesn't stick around for the entirety of the show or the season. Like, the, the only reason he came back is just because there was so much fan fandom for him that they were like, well, we got to bring him back. And so they did. And we see that that was definitely the best call to make. Right, absolutely. And and we're not done yet in this episode. He has joined with them, but then they morph and we see all of them morph together for the first time ever. And it was just as epic now as it was as a kid for me personally. I don't know about you guys, but mm-hmm. seeing them all seeing all six of them morph at the same time for the first time, it was just like, oh, I got chills thinking about that as well so they morph and they do their you know they do their stick you know you know six working together to fight evil now and stuff like that and then we we see zordon tell tommy that hey with our new alliance comes new powers and he brings forth the the dragon zord he calls him up because the dragon zord right now is down still but he calls him forth, and we get the most badass-looking Megazord ever. When I saw this Megazord form, the Dragon Zord, along with Mastodon, um, the Pterodactyl, the Triceratops, and the Sabertooth Tiger, when those morphed together, it created one of the coolest-looking Megazords I've ever seen. And I remember seeing this, and they don't find a monster in this, 
but it was kind of like a tease. Like, it's like, I can't wait to see them fight a monster with that thing, right? It was insane, man. Like, not not only do they give you the the six rangers, like, teamed up together and morph, and then they're like, nah, we might have to make these kids bust their first nuts. And then <laughs> they bring out fucking Dragonzord Battle Mode, which, as you just said, was just the coolest fucking... I mean, it, it even even today I pop. I mean, I popped hard for it as an adult. I mean, it was amazing. Yes, absolutely, Ace. You know, when I see this, I still get goosebumps just because it's so goddamn cool. And I also wonder because I don't remember, but man, you ha- you got to realize if you're Hayam Saban, you got to have the toys already in the tuck just ready to be released you know you, you gotta have that assembly just like i'm like, i can't wait to drop these on these motherfuckers come monday i'm gonna <laughs> release these toys and i'm gonna make fucking billions and i mean because it's just so cool looking and just for them to show this just to be like here's a little taste for y'all peasants of things to come yeah oh it's just fantastic <laughs> it is it, it was absolutely tremendous and, you know, James, we talked about how important the music is. This was finally, we haven't heard the damn theme song throughout this series, but finally we heard the music and it was like, oh, oh my God, finally, right? Finally. Like, it fits so well in everything like that. And so now... You know, the Green Ranger is officially a Power Ranger, and Rita is losing her damn mind now because she's just like, I can't believe it. We had them. We were going to win everything. And everything is now back on the Power Rangers side. Zordon is back. The command center is back up and running at full power. And the Rangers, we finally get our happy ending. And, and, he tells Tommy the same thing he told the others. First, never use your power for personal gain. Second, never escalate a battle unless Rita forces you to. And thirdly, keep your identity secret. And, you know, Billy even makes him a communicator, and he is officially a Power Ranger. And we get the signature Power Rangers at the end of this episode. And this has finally come to a close. Gentlemen, again, what can we say about this series other than, you know, we can make fun of some of the stuff that was in there, which, which we always do with these episodes. But this was just a badass series from start to finish, was it not? Yeah, the first thing I think of is, well, first of all, of course, this is one of the greatest arcs in kids television or television period the green ranger arc will always be remembered as just being fantastic and awesome but i also think about how pissed must rita be at this point to be like i held on to this trump card for 17 episodes and then i finally laid it down i had the shit in the bag and now i not only did i lose but i lost my trump card to zordon this is some bullshit yep <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean everything. The flute, the dragon's sword, yeah. the coin, you lost all that shit. And now it's gonna be used against you. And not to mention Zordon had this cool ass fucking battle formation that that used your Zord to incorporate into his Zord. And I mean shit, even later on, and this is jumping the gun a little bit, it, later on they would do the Mega Dragon Zord where it fuses with the whole Megazord. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and I forgot about that one as well. It's, it's got rocket it, launchers. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it and it, and it not only goes with that, but it goes with Tor, right? Or not no, not Tor. Um what's that what's that Zord that it, it fuses with? It's like uh, a it's like a long neck Zord kind oh, of thing. Oh, oh the yeah. What was that one? I forget what that one was called, but that was dope as fuck too. Yes. But uh, and, and I, well, I'm sure we'll get to it as it comes up because it will come up uh, eventually in, in this season and everything like that. But that was green with evil. Again, this is where I go back. You know, Ace, we've been talking about how they've had kid themed episodes. They've been having filler episodes and stuff like that. This is one where they said, you know, forget all of that. We're just going to make a badass story. This isn't going to, you know, this isn't just for kids. This is anyone can get in to this series. Yeah, this, like, it's, it's, it's got to be hard to top this, you know. Like, if, if you're uh, Saban back in the 90s, you got to be equally excited and also a little worried because of just how awesome this is but introducing the green ranger not only do they do it so well but now they've added a new element into the show to keep it feeling fresh and to keep it from being monotonous and like this is something that was so important for the show because i think as as children you know you look back at the previous episodes and i'm sure that we all not only did we not mind the format but i'm sure we enjoyed it but the thing about that type of, of of format is that even for children after a while, it will get stale. And as soon as the next hot thing comes out, children jump onto that ship. But what they did with this arc was completely revamp the series and their storytelling. And that just really helped the, the show as a whole. And as a kid, you just can't wait to see what happens next. Now your your investment in Power Rangers is completely renewed and your love for it is now through the roof. Absolutely. I, I agree 100% because like I've been saying, you know, the Power Rangers was already popular at this point. It, it had already it had taken, you know, a fad over in America and stuff like that. But when this series came out, this was when it just was taken to a new level. This was when even people who had never watched a Power Rangers episode were like, I have to watch this. Like, some, like, because it was part of that children's lineup that, that would be on Fox at the time uh, every afternoon. And you would watch all of those shows, and it was like, it wasn't even like you were watching the other shows. It was more like you were watching those shows just because you knew the Power Rangers was up next kind mm-hmm. of thing. And, and it made kids who were just not even a fan of the show it made them even go, oh, my God, this is badass. Like, I need to watch more of this and stuff like that. Uh, James, what is your final thoughts on this series? I mean, Power Rangers was already, like, sweeping 
the uh you know just the the landscape of children's television shows and like capturing everybody's minds i think a lot of people graduated from like ninja turtles to power rangers in a lot of ways um you know so this is just super iconic i mean and this is also the point where you know tons of like spinoffs hit the market i mean like it just like after this happened, this arc happened, they spun up VR Troopers, which is like a direct ripoff. Um, yeah. Big Bad Beetleborgs. <laughs> um, uh, Mystic Knights of uh, Tianog or whatever. I don't know if yeah, you guys remember that one. Was that where the Mass Rider was on? Well, Mass Rider was a separate show. Yeah, I was trying to remember. Was it called Mass Rider? Yeah. And there was okay. also Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Yes. God, how did you remember all these? Because, like, I'm just having brain blast. No, man, because <laughs> I watched them all. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, yeah, it, I, I, I watched most of those, but damn, son. And I'm pulling on you <laughs> on this. But the, the thing about Mass Rider that's interesting is that um, uh, Shuki Levy and uh, ha- uh, Haim Saban actually produced Mass Rider also. So this was. Yeah, it, it, it's hard to say it was really a Power Rangers ripoff. It's actually from the same duo. So mm-hmm. they were the magic behind that show as well. Well, it, it, that and the Masked Rider shows up eventually in the Power Rangers. They yeah. do a team up as well. And, and that will come, you know, weeks from now or so. But this was Green with Evil. And before we end this, you know, you have to credit all of this, in my opinion. You have to credit it to Jason David Frank, who went in full force with this character. I mean, he made you believe he was Tommy Oliver. Like, and had he not done that, the like the whole series would have fallen flat, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, I, it, we we clearly needed a very strong uh Tommy Oliver for this to work. Uh but I, I would also definitely have to also credit the the Rangers that we already know and love as well. Right. Uh, because if, if they're if they weren't fully involved or invested, then we wouldn't really give a shit if they succeeded or failed. Uh, so I, I definitely think it was two pronged in that sense. But I mean, yeah, I do absolutely agree. Tommy Oliver needed to kill it, and Jason David Frank definitely did that. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one, and and you do have to credit the other guys as well because, like we said, you know. Austin St. John, who even said it, you know, he was not an actor going into this. He was more of a martial artist. He did, this was some of his best work uh, was in this series. And some of the best work we've seen from Amy Jo Johnson, you know, the guy that plays Zach, Billy Yost. uh, I'm sorry, Walter Jones. I I, I was trying Mm -hmm. to think of his name. But uh, from Walter Jones, uh, David Yost. And of course, uh, Trini. And uh, what's her name again? I, I forget her name a lot of uh, times. Toy Trang. I yeah. forget how to pronounce her first name exactly, but yeah, rest in peace to her. She was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And it's a sad, it, it's a, a sad shame what happened to her and stuff like that. But again, this was just a badass series. And we have come to the conclusion of it here on the Power Rangers Go podcast. I want to thank, uh, very, very real quick, I want to thank our very special guest, Mr. James Caleb Kitchens, for joining us 
on this. James, man, it was a pleasure having you here on the Power Rangers Go podcast. Pleasure being here, man, and I'm, I'm going to shamelessly plug my stuff. If you liked hearing me here today, check out uh, Entertainment Evolved. There's a bunch of cool stuff over there that you can go check out, uh, and uh, you could you can hear and see more of me over there. And me as well. We and also. you also. <laughs> and, and Ace. Yes. Uh, on occasion. <laughs> and, of course, I also got to thank my very special co-host for this Power Rangers Go podcast. He is the one and only the ace of the morphing grid, Mr. Quentin Ficklin, superhero homie Q ace. Thank you again, as always. And what y'all got coming up on the superhero homies? Uh, next up on the superhero homies, we'll be doing a recap of Umbrella Academy season one, comparing it to the comics and getting prepared for season two. Ooh, that's going to be good. Yes. That's going to be real good. I'm very much looking forward to that, and you should too as well out there. And as well here, this Power Rangers Go is uh, exclusively on TMB Studios, where you can also catch me as well on the Stoball Wrestling Network, the SWM podcast, where I talk about professional wrestling and whatnot and you can also check out a lot of the other great shows that we got on here the shootout with bill blanchard the chris dickens experience tatter city and much more but gentlemen that is all we have for you here today on the power rangers go podcast tommy oliver is officially a power ranger and he will be on the next episodes that we will cover as well we're not done by a long shot we're just getting started here on the power rangers go podcast so please join us each and every day where you can find your uh podcast spotify itunes google play and iHeartRadio, and so on and so forth but that is it for the power rangers go podcast my name is caleb stovall and everyone have a more phenomenal time out there peace <laughs>